listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I want to rock right now. I'm Rod Basin. I, I came, came to get, get down. down. I'm not internationally no. known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if, if you're contagious because I'm a winner. No, I'm not a loser. To be an MC is it's what, what I, I choose. choose. Uh, ladies love me. Girls adore me. me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me, me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why, man, I, I don't, don't know. know. So let's go because it take two to make the thing go right yes that's my jam hey welcome to the black out to podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday with your feedback guys this is the show where we talk about all the things that you had to say about the things that we had to say about the things that had happened out in the world and all the stuff that's happening in our lives and we give you guys the fans and audience uh the audience a chance to let us know what exactly you felt you know um there's a lot of ways to get in contact with us and let us know you can go to our website theblackguywhotips.com leave us five star reviews um vote in the poll i mean <laughs> vote in the polls um on our website you can uh call us 704-557-0186 leave voicemail as long as they're two minutes or less it will cut you off at two minutes come prepared you can um i mean damn what what else can't you do i mean we just we're everywhere guys so everywhere you know so you only thing you can't do is come by our house and, and sit down okay but we have a lot of ways you can get in contact with us and leave us you know your comments and let us know what you think and that's what this show is the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme there's also people some of my favorite people who give us money Mm-hmm. just give us money y'all can y'all imagine i mean when we first started asking for money oh, 10 years ago oh it's been that long ago <laughs> it feels like it eight nine ten years ago just being like you know this shit is expensive <laughs> right this shit adding up this shit costs a lot of money and, automatic uh, keep asking for five we can't do everything with this equipment we got mm-hmm. this one mic is it's not hitting the way i mean i mean people people wonder why like y'all they be like oh y'all look so fancy Mm-mm, it's the people that believed and they put five on it webcams computers mixing uh sound boys uh you done came a long way like them slim and cigarettes. cigarettes come on from virginia we ain't gonna stop so we just gonna continue yeah we got two mics you know a lot of people you know used to wonder we actually used to really kiss because we used to be side by side where we could kiss right so yeah they give money they go to the blackoutest.com on the front page on the right hand side there's a like hey you want to put put something on this you can become a recurring donator come a uh you can become a just a one-time donator just throw some money at us mm-hmm. you can even leave a message on your one-time donations we appreciate all those and y'all the real mvps the actual real mvps and we make sure to give y'all a shout out whenever we read your names and read your money recession, depression, and unemployment. This song is for you. Today's a new day. New day, new pay. Brianna F., thank you very much. April G., we appreciate you. Tabitha M., thank you so much. Corey the Tickler, appreciate you as well. Dia H., thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Alexis H., no relations we got one time donation from anthony w says this is anthony from the dub k i submitted an email for the feedback show and here is me confirming that i put my one two three 
four five on it ow thank you virginia g thank you so much um dana w we appreciate you tanya s thank you tanya uh samuel hj thank you samuel our, our boy wonga from down under all the way from australia mate good day to you good day rebecca m thank you very much rebecca uh person whose thing i put in the wrong uh folder <laughs> shout out to you uh <laughs> and now is the time when my phone likes to load virginia p thank you very much virginia our girl shirley huang esquire please say the esquire she okay she earned that tiffany b thank you tiffany lisa d thank you lisa uh studio t studio texture i was gonna say tay but i mean it's not their last name studio texture thank you jane m thank you jane kelly c appreciate you kelly um and uh, palmetto stone magic lindsay b alfonso m i feel like i'm uh working at one of those um at like the price is right when they alfonso m come on down <laughs> jeff f coming all the way from kentucky uh kyle k thank you and autumn w damian jackson Ooh, i am for real david c thank you david and that is everybody it's so hard to look up when you look down i sure would hate to see you give up now you look so much better when you smile smile for me can you just smile for me whatever you're in right now smile for me can you just smile for me and the people say oh 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 all right let's get into the five star reviews we got three of them appreciate y'all okay coming through i love being black and i love black podcast five stars from love add squad with a bunch of d's for so long i never listen to podcasts they all seem boring and stuffy and didn't cover topics i was interested in but rod and karen bring such humor and insight to social political and pop culture topics that i actually care about i love that rod brings a balanced and nuanced perspective to so many issues that many folks treat as black and white this or that my way or no way especially on social media along with the reed and lavar burton reads these are the only podcasts i listen to and surprise surprise they're all black led thanks so much for y'all's voice and we made the list we appreciate it. that's some uh, illustrious ass company to be in come on uh shout out to uh, my girl bossy Ickby, who was on the read this mm-hmm. week i see you doing big things sis um and then uh also yeah i i <laughs> it's probably my own nervousness and anxiety but i do worry about sometimes in my own head like man i'm breaking this issue down i'm not really on one side completely or the other you know my whole libra thing is kicking in while i'm balancing these scales in my head and it seems like the world around us is so fucking like snap judgment mm-hmm. worst thing ever best thing ever Tons all the time the trash yeah it's like the and it's all the time and uh you know i just i don't know i'm i'm not always and I, and I feel like i've been consistently like that but i've just 
i'm not really like that and the times when i have been that way i've gone back and looked at it and been like i shouldn't have been that way or you know unless it was just some extreme shit like there are some extreme people where it's just really like i don't know how you can uh you know see two sides of this shit but you know it could be a lot of things but i appreciate when people write in and say that they that they like that you know i was talking about something today on twitter and somebody was uh hit me up um and was like yeah i I like that you like this and i was like thank you because sometimes i worry about being like that (laughs) like this this is also the same thing that has opened my life up sometimes the people that um you know take advantage or you know what i'm saying or the fact that i'm willing to be like well i gotta give people a chance you gotta see what they're about and uh you know so i've had to like tighten up on some of that stuff but i don't ever want to let the internet or some of these things like change that part of myself because i think that's beautiful agreed that's actually what i like about black people is that a large part of our culture is accepting and letting people in no matter how fucked up we we've been treated we've we've never let them steal it all the way out of us and that's something right so i don't know there's something powerful in that that i think all these days it's just people think it's a weakness but i don't th- I, I, don't, I don't think i'll ever feel like it's a weakness how ironic karen touch my bird right in five stars touch my bird that sounds kind of like something sexual uh touch my bird i know but they wash your pants down why don't you just touch my bird yeah, and see reach over here and touch my bird uh-uh. that is a bird deal though sir <laughs> uh this is a great podcast so i love the games of course guess the race effing with black people etc if you're black educated and pre- and petty like me <laughs> this is quiet listening hashtag we go together uh-uh. <laughs> black educated petty i think i've seen that on a shirt before um but i also like this podcast is also for the stupid people okay no just kidding uh it's also for the uneducated so if you just are very dumb okay or just don't have schooling okay you don't got that book learning we will get you through it and everybody ain't got it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but you but you know you probably will excel at this if you're black educated and petty so mm-hmm. uh <laughs> valid had to put five on it amazing podcast by pretty underscore in pink who says i started listening to the blackout tips for recast of them thrones during season eight i was immediately drawn in by riding karen's hilarious insights i stayed around for the non-game of thrones content and have never been disappointed what oh that's that's dope man that vice man they did they did us a huge solid the mm-hmm. fact that they even had us on there because every it feel like every week we have at least one or two people pop up like yo i heard of y'all because of game of thrones and that's one of the reasons i don't think i'm gonna ever be able to completely shit on game of thrones is because that shit really brought a lot of people to a community mm-hmm. you know because for a lot of people all <clears throat> side, they just thought white people cover game of thrones a lot of people were actually looking for black people that actually covered it and was like oh shit niggas cover this too right um i stayed around yeah their comedic takes on the news of the day and that black of their black black perspective is food, food for my soul i literally lol every episode i can't recommend this podcast highly enough i also went premium recently because con- the content is fire and i wouldn't be able to live myself if i paid netflix hulu or amazon video but kept freeloading on ride and karen all all you freeloaders should be ashamed anyway love you guys thanks by the way that was them right now i know there's people that don't like that joke but i i just read what they said it had two exclamation points anyway love you guys thanks for all the hard work you put into this hey thank Thank you you. 
and we appreciate you going premium i hope you're enjoying the content and uh it's a lot i tell people every time it's thousands of shows out there it's a lot of stuff out there and um i know there's people that like hearing our takes on sports and stuff like that and um movies and nerd stuff and food and, and, and they stand the test of time so people go actually go back like deep in the archives and listen to shit like that yeah sometimes i think back to shit that we said on here and i'm like didn't we talk about this and mm-hmm. it's crazy how i mean i it shouldn't be crazy because i'm the same person it's, it's me referencing myself but it is kind of crazy that um sometimes i look back and i think about things i said years ago on the show and how think in the moment you know people have one perspective and i had another and then i go back and look and i'm like yo i was really on point at that time mm-hmm. and but i didn't feel i felt like man this is kind of out there i hope people can take this in the way that i mean it blah 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 and then i look back and i'm like i'm glad that i you know spoke up and said what i said at the time and didn't just go you know oh let me just get down with what everybody's saying the, the, everybody calling this shit some this some whack shit or everybody calling this shit some dope shit let me just stick to that because I, I really you know you gotta be true to yourself most more more than anything i was thinking about that the other day i was like you you can like not agree with me you can not like me but at least you know it was the real me like i agreed you don't fuck with my opinion and shit you really don't fuck with me and that's about as best as i can give you like yeah <laughs> like you, and that's okay like a lot of people federal it's okay if people don't fuck with you a lot right. of people are uncomfortable with people openly not fucking with you but that is cool if we don't you know you don't fuck with me i don't have a problem with that we all gonna continue to live our lives and nobody gets canceled so you're gonna be existing i will too uh we had episodes and comments on the episodes on our website first episode was 1939 team not petty it was a feedback episode we had one comment anzi davis says hi rod and karen i didn't want to mess up your scientific polling results so i voted sometimes i'm petty now the poll was would you describe yourself as petty so i guess this is actually a response to the poll um uh i'm probably overthinking this as i'm prone to do i reflected on my 45 year uh young life and realized i have only acted on my petty a few times but i have thought of many ways to be petty but my big mom words of your petty actions must always out petty someone else's petty actions has always stopped me thanks for all that y'all do yeah and some people live in the petty man you really not gonna be able to out petty everybody like some of these motherfuckers are like petty savants you know what i mean you think you just oh i'm gonna tell this motherfucker and they be like i'm actually willing to get you fired from your job it's like oh you on some other shit yeah because the thing is what you might have a line and people that live all the time they be like motherfucker i don't have lines i recross every line it's like i'm gonna scratch your car and then they like i'm gonna kidnap your children you're like oh what i didn't realize we went to this extreme why did i get down into this fight i didn't i wasn't ready for any of this Mm -mm. the poll was do you would you describe yourself as petty yes all the time yes sometimes or rarely or no karen not you know not the things that don't cross my mind but mm-mm. yeah i wouldn't describe you as petty either um and for myself i would say sometimes or rarely i, I try not to be moved to pettiness man i really do because mm-hmm, it's not a healthy place to be yeah you start obsessing over bullshit mm-hmm. and, bringing yourself down trying with all this confirmation by his shit or drive yourself and spending time doing shit that you really would be better spent looking after yourself so mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself anyway our audience yes all the time 16 percent petty all the time appreciate the honesty 
sometimes or rarely 63 percent. so most people have moments but not you know that's not their dominant life uh overarching life motto and no 22 percent. so good for y'all the 22 percent. i'm trying to get like y'all most time i was most time because i have the personality right you know me let shit go i'm like okay and move on yeah if the shit ain't gonna benefit me i just can't do it man and i see people that Mm -hmm. and then honestly dog you know what what it was for me meeting people who are petty Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meeting people who really like their lifestyle is petty those niggas are exhausting jesus christ you're just sitting there like nigga take a breath take a break this shit is not it's like i like best their pleasure so that's how they get off but boy i can't do it i don't got i don't got the i don't got i don't got it because then like in a little bit i'm gonna feel bad about it or i'm gonna just be over it and you're gonna still be like guess what this nigga did today i'm gonna be like what are we still talking about the same nigga what happened you know so i don't got it man you know but that's what it took and i always think about lately i've been thinking about janet hubert and monique two people that we really mock for their pettiness and but people like normally lionized like oh i'm too i'm petty i'm so petty ha 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 and it's like but are you though hmm, you got lines yeah if you was petty niggas really wouldn't fuck with you that's what we better realize like if you are a true i'm petty people will be like nigga no i you, i will not tolerate with you <laughs> because it's a poison you will actually go around and just poison everything around you and people go no 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 i don't want to fuck with you because anytime i do anything you don't like it's a goddamn problem so no and it's not the things that don't get to me it's not the things that don't bother me but little minute shit where i think about it in 15 to 20 seconds or three hours or if i realize oh this shit ain't gonna matter i let it go yeah um the episode 1940 so you just out here was with our girl chalet was sharp whose album is coming out on monday um and we had five comments normally we, we get guests we don't have a lot of comments Mm-mm. so this is good right this means y'all really must have liked her as she says i can't get enough of the honesty and comedy of this show as a white woman out in the world just trying to not be a part of the problem this show continues to teach me how to be part of the solution shalewa is brilliant and funny and i appreciate y'all bringing guests on your show who are entertaining and thought-provoking thank y'all for all that y'all do to create one of the best podcasts out there thanks thank you just try to be honest man it's so mm-hmm. interesting uh um because and i think especially being a cishead black man i listen to a lot of shows that i don't share their lived lived experience you know or at least not all of it i might be black but i'm not a woman i might be a black man but i'm not trans i might be Mm -hmm. you know i'm cisgender like there and there's perspectives that i'm like i don't get these perspectives unless i go listen so i think sometimes people feel a little um standoffish about the idea or like they should be standoffish i don't know how much of it's performative or not but like about the idea of somebody listening and learning from them like that's good i think we do need people listening and learning now obviously our show is not that's not the goal of our show we never really set out to educate um, the purpose. anyone and we clearly don't um make this show for white people and this is not a knock on those who do i think that's a valuable and yeah those uh, who need to be out there too yeah and if that that's valuable and also if that's just your natural voice and your natural thing there's nothing wrong with that but we make our show where if you're sitting at the table with us or over listening like and you learn something dope pick up some game but yeah so i i can relate to that is what i'm saying i listen to 
so many shows where it's just like yeah i'm learning about somebody's life i'm learning how they feel about mm-hmm. these things uh and i wouldn't get this any other way because the mainstream media does not fucking let people just talk and especially if they're not like just regular white people agreed uh that dude from vi says this was a perfect episode there was such great chemistry and all three of y'all had me rolling and or not in my head throughout definitely have no definitely have to cop Shalewa's album now as ava duverno would say duvernay would say oh wait ava duvernay i don't know why i always say her name wrong uh would say brava uh also all the best that dude from vi thank you thank you let's go man i'm glad y'all really enjoyed uh Shalewa on the show with us she was so much fun uh sometimes like we you know we have people on you know on the show and it's via skype or crowdcast or whatever you know like can be a delay it can be you know cutting each other off all this stuff but uh a lot of our guests to me they're just worth it and i think the audience um will appreciate it you know mm-hmm. catrice 206 says this episode was so funny and fun i love the various discussions and jokes you guys are amazing i really enjoy shalewa i listen and enjoy her first album immediately after listening to the show can't wait for the second one yes that album is so funny so the first one is called stay eating cookies i was listening to it the other day oh my god she's a beast man um and as far as um this episode too another thing another reason i'm glad to hear y'all enjoyed it i felt like we was just talking for like 40 minutes like it wasn't a, a ball. it wasn't topics it wasn't you know just I, shooting the shit i think i actually cut almost all the news mm-hmm. which from is, this which that's fine i think the only i think we like an hour in it's like oh yeah that epstein dude died we didn't go into really a lot of details Mm-mm um and then e-scooters and then we was like all right guess the race that's right keep it pushing but you know that's that's also just being veterans at this at this podcast now we're starting to be like you know or at least i am i'm starting to feel less pressure to be like we gotta stick to this formula right uh and formulas can be changed yeah and we are our own bosses and the reason our show is the shit and different from everybody's shows is because we we have done things that people say you're not supposed to do with a podcast and i mean we found our audience it might not be the biggest audience but i feel like it's the best you know the best in the whole wide world anzi davis says rod and karen y'all had a best guest thank you thank you uh great uncle boss says great guest thank you yeah we on a um streak with some good guests man i mean we always have good guests really but you know uh we don't always have guests uh because i think being in the studio really just helps us to be able to bounce off each other and then with our schedules you know it's a little bit more coordination to have people on the show but um when we do have guests man i'm always glad when it turns out well like Mm -hmm. that will e-scooters be banned from a city yes eventually someone will ban them or no they are here to stay baby karen they here to stay okay karen's in the 29 percent that says they are here to stay too many people making too much money and it's not enough punishment they're here to stay until somebody start cracking down on their asses they here to stay and 71 percent of y'all say yes eventually someone will ban them yeah i'm wonder man like somebody might have to get killed or something i don't know mm-hmm. alicia says they are already banned in metro atlanta four people have died so far and then she said oh sorry i made that comment before i even heard the show egg on my face you know what alicia don't worry about it um yeah i you would think after four deaths oh yeah banned right no <laughs> like that's crazy you would think at the you would think after a flood and all of a sudden everybody's dealing with this shit floating everywhere i don't know it's gonna take somebody like dying and then suing the city or those um, lawsuit. 
something it's gonna take some i'm surprised some lawyer hadn't already hopped on this maybe you sign away enough rights in the uh contract that it's like they ain't gotta worry about it but i don't know seemed like something would happen you know uh then we have episode 1941 slaveless plantation history so that woman wanted you on a plantation tour without slaves oh it's still so funny to me. beautiful plantation slavery free m lagman says about tay tay oh it's mary okay mary says about tay tay i am mostly apathetic towards her but i find the conversation around her and other polarizing figures interesting i think part of it is the inability for people to allow for two things to exist at once she is annoying and she also did some cool stuff by going to court against that guy who assaulted her and by giving money her money to kesha it's an and not an or the older i get the more i'm able to metabolize that things are not black and white and land squarely in the gray it is easier and makes and maybe makes people feel more righteous to pick a side and go hard right yeah because man i'm sure we're going to talk about it tomorrow at length because i have so much shit to say about the kaepernick jay-z thing and i don't know another place that i can get it out that's not that uninterrupted that won't that'll be like this show right so i don't know it might be today it might be tomorrow depending on what the feedback is but um i have so much to fucking say about that shit and i don't want to say it on the internet with round people because they're so black and white and the truth of the matter is it 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 does make people feel more righteous Mm -hmm. and i like and while there's you know people that are like well it's because um the people demonizing jay-z is too much y'all they wrong and then there's the people that's like you know the people uh that are defending jay-z they wrong and i'm like i mean i wouldn't feel extremely about one way or the other i don't feel the need to defend the dude on this and i don't feel the need to damn him all the way on this either like it's to me it's somewhere in the middle like you said firmly in the gray it's not as and and then we clearly need time we clearly need time so stuff like this makes me so thankful for this platform that we built so that we can have the time to come here and be like well this is what we fully fleshed out feel with no time limit no interruptions just us and the audience and the trust uh that we've built over the years and and we can work things out because it's not always so black and white and there's a lot of shady little maneuvers going on out here where people are like coming at this from certain angles man and i without disclosing too much information there's just people that are really playing the game with social media and shit for their brands and that's the best i can put it like that that you know without without putting out too much anyway uh it's easier and maybe makes people feel more righteous pick a side and go hard while it is not that sexy to be moderate and reasonable anyway just my two cents keep up the good work uh thanks mary um and yeah i mean like i said taylor swift to me is one of those people i don't really fuck with her music like that i don't really i don't even keep up with her shit like that like every once in a while she makes the news for some either some activism related shit or some i'm putting some music out shit um and i think people really want her to be more of an evil like this evil white woman they need her to be that so that they can justify hating her that hard um and i don't know she just 
she don't move the needle for me that way you know mm-hmm. and that, that's not to say they're, they're you know everybody got their people i'm sure i have somebody if i thought long enough i'd be like i just don't like that motherfucker there's nothing they, they can do that i'll you know what i'm saying like i always be like oh here they go on some bullshit you know so i just don't know who mine is off the top of my head but maybe i got one too you know and but she's a lot of people's uh taylor swift i love her i hate her or beautiful gowns uh karen beautiful gowns yeah i think i'm in beautiful gowns although the contrarian to me wants to go to i love her just from all the hate but i don't know that's too much work <laughs> isn't that sad ah I would be a fan to support her, but that's a lot of work to spread that kind of positivity. I'm gonna just, just go beautiful gowns. I'm gonna just say beautiful gowns. Keep not listening to most of her music and wishing her the best. Come on. Uh, anyway, uh, five percent of y'all love her. By the way, white women love her. Like, uh, I don't know if y'all seen, but uh, and I, I think black people love these girls, but um, Tay Tay she got a uh, album coming out called lover and i think it's track 12 she bringing them chicks back y'all oh the dixie chicks uh-huh she bringing them dixie chicks back y'all mm-hmm tay tay done did it again went out there and got them activists and said i know y'all i know the country music people try to take you down but come on back chicks okay come on back she was i don't know she be kind of it's the messages are there if you want to see them that she ain't the alt-right princess that people are trying to make her be on both sides like she you know them dixie chicks everybody know what that stands for because then beyonce do something with the dixie chicks too mm-hmm. i think didn't she do a song that they had already did or yeah something like something like, like yeah so I don't, I don't know i'm just saying just saying uh she's trying to bring them chicks back y'all now on the other side of the agenda if you are a taylor hater beyonce did it first so hey got mo both sides you know what i'm saying like black out if boom, you boom. if you love her you're a white woman you're like ah she bringing the chicks back and if you hate her what are her stands called right uh the taylor i don't know what taylor swift fans is called I, that's how much i don't know about this right because i don't know i know they I'm gotta asking. have a, they gotta have a name mm-hmm. i know they gotta have a name i know the beehive the navy have no you know they don't have the them. beehive they don't have them hives that's not how it works with uh with them starlets oh okay they be having shit like the kittens or the you know they oh okay yeah you know they have them different my animals or whatever the fuck white people into <laughs> <laughs> the caprice the caprice my my khakis is here um anyway beautiful gowns 85 percent. that's where i'm at mm-hmm lakita says i have three to four taylor songs on my phone and i still cackle when i think about her award moment maybe it's evil but it's true i guess i'm indifferent overall but i can appreciate anyone's growth yeah i mean listen objectively as fucked up as kanye was for doing that it was funny yeah i you know i'm here for the jokes i mean i mean it was a meme it was i mean it's it's honestly kind of fucked up oh yeah because it was so funny that i know for me as a person that didn't really know taylor swift like that at the time Mm -hmm. i was i was literally out out here like man fuck that girl that shit was funny you know and but i just don't want to ride that feeling forever because it's like yeah i can step back and go dog you worked to get uh, this award and to get uh this you know this recognition 
and i know if it was somebody i was a fan of and that shit happened i would be fucking 7 30 hot up we need yeah 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 i would be hot to try it okay yeah because i don't know a goddamn thing about beck but it's still fucking him because he won that award over beyonce right let that be somebody i'm rooting for and that's their first time really being recognized on the stage and all this shit and then some jackass grabs their award and talks about how somebody else deserved it and and they're drunk and i i definitely would be like fuck that person and all this shit so i can't even front like people <laughs> being black is so great but it's you know it's it's such a easy trap to just be like i'm supporting blackness on this because that's what i think the a lot of the hatred for taylor swift started was just that white people were so mad at kanye mm-hmm. and he is black and so we but you know without knowing his future that he would be a trump supporting person eventually we as a collective unit where a lot of us were like i'm gonna protect this black man because the bar is very low you know and uh, in hindsight it's like that that was actually probably pretty fucked up and i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that kind of contributed to kanye's like you know i'm invincible ass like mentality and the world is against me and you know all this shit because there was people that really made arguments for him i mean way past the point of him being like kind of out there yeah agreed and it's and it's one of those things where for like i said for me and the thing is for me when i say fuck back it ain't even really about him it's about the people it's about them allowing him to win when i was like uh who what nobody's uh he's not number one on nobody's chart but he won like that's mm-hmm. where my anger comes from mm-hmm. for that particular situation for like Beck. yes yeah but nobody got up there on the stage for that you know but yeah it was it, it created look race is the number one fucking like current in this country and so he hit the third rail with that because it really did become a black versus white moment yes it did and it turned a lot of white people into like we can finally say how we feel about kanye west and these niggers and then they also had a white woman they could protect which read a book uh the history of fake protecting the chivalry of white women has been used as so much racist uh dog whistle in this country is it's literally like the undercurrent of everything and so yeah he stepped right on that third rail and as black people was like we had to protect and defend him and as white people they were like we got to get this nigger and uh it was just bad and i think that was years and years and years ago and we're still caught up in it today and there's still people that defend kanye west now and i think it's reflex at this point like you know like most black people have abandoned him after trump that was the moment when they mm-hmm. said okay i have to admit this is too far but a lot of there are still black people who are like and eh, like i was watching south side the other day great comedy show on comedy central very funny you guys can i think you can um you might be on demand Man, i think it is it's so funny y'all but there's a the last episode i watched where the jordans came out uh someone brought up kanye and this this the show takes place in chicago and the person that was driving uh the van or whatever in the in the scene was like um because he was like i could be the next kanye west and she was like fuck kanye west and the other dude in the truck like looked at her like what and she was like i hate that man but i love that man i just want to do everything he says and protect him but i also just want to like kill him i don't know 
that's how people feel it's all confusing yeah i got all these emotions i don't know what to do with it's like he just triggers everything in blackness at the same time uh taylor monique says taylor is trying nowadays and i appreciate it plus her music isn't all that bad anymore question do the country music people designate her as country because she's far more pop than anything i think she hasn't really been you know what i don't follow that closely enough i was just about to tell you something that i don't know <laughs> i'm like i don't don't it seem like they don't really fuck with her on the same level but i don't know maybe the every country music award they still out there giving her you know her things but i don't know it feel like she went pop a long and time never ago came back after 1989 i just don't know how that's that's, yeah. that's the furthest from country she can get and then not just after 1989 after 1989 that album and then her her like activism it's i think it's too much for that country music crowd man we'll oh, see yeah, they tapped out i think they tapped out we'll see don't you know these niggas don't even like Lil nas x the dixie chicks like her being like yeah so vote democrat um i am not with sexual harassment um you know uh i love lgbtq people and i'm out here trying to start uh petitions to support them and shit i i there's if you hold any level of bigotry the same people that don't like beyonce doing daddy lessons are probably not fucking with you if you uh right if, if you if you're not upholding that shit so and when she was when she wasn't as outspoken and stuff it just helped i think people just fill in the blanks yeah they do when you don't speak so they were like oh yeah yeah, yeah she's outside and and clearly she does not seem to be um and, and I, that doesn't mean she woke or she's uh mm-hmm. black lives matter or any but she's just not the person that they probably wanted her to be episode 1942 golden's 11 uh we had <laughs> that was a good episode we had a lot of random thoughts and talk uh mad sanity says regarding the mia khalifa story she's currently working for rooster teeth creators of red and blue rwb and Genlock on their sports podcast sports ball before i got access to balls deep and unanimous decision podcast with with movie trailer review sports ball was a solid entry in my sports podcast catalog from the episodes i've seen to her she's a solid and charismatic presenter on whatever show she goes on yeah i i don't doubt it man I, she used to have a podcast with gilbert arenas uh i don't know what happened with that uh because i i think gilbert does it by itself now maybe i don't know mm-hmm. i never listened gil's such a troll but um but yeah nah she's uh she i i think at this point it was she became infamous and well known because of porn but I, you could just tell by them scenes that's not where her heart was <laughs> like no no god that sounds so shady but i mean it's not it's really not shade just that you you know how it is guys you're like oh this is just a job you know what i mean yeah you can tell when somebody actually enjoys it when they don't or at least pretend that's your job to pretend yeah like some people good porn is a sex work is a job yeah it is some people good at that shit happy face yeah same way you can watch a basketball game even if you've never played basketball in your life you go oh that guy's good real real good at basketball and this guy he needs a check you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he he couldn't help that he was born seven feet tall okay he just need to check like i get like that's kind of what mia khalifa was doing so anyway janica says when karen said my friend is having a hard time he's stuck between a rock and a hard place i i'm literally dead i'm writing this from the afterlife karen never change <laughs> now that was great karen's are killing it sofa king says not the whole ship <laughs> yeah i was wondering if people was gonna pick up that whole ship joke I know some people found us through Bo, so y'all mm-hmm. get it. 
the poll was have you ever stolen food by taking it home from a buffet karen not me personally but uh my family yes so i guess i i guess in conjunction i i'm i'm a corporate so yes um i have definitely helped my yes i absolutely my aunt told me what to do and i did it so uh, yeah it was more important than than, than probably that because tonight i was gonna get it if i didn't also i feel like they be looking at it like listen if we get caught stealing they can't put a kid in prison um <laughs> have you ever stolen food yes 64 percent no 36 percent uh comments mad sanity says i used to take containers and gallon bags to my to the at&t cafe especially on fried chicken friday my senior year i i load up and feed everyone on, in my design lab on one meal plan oh nigga that's the other thing yes oh i stole food from the cafeteria in uh motherfucking um college so yeah yeah i'm, I'm on the list for sure on the list yeah I, I not just my aunt telling me i mean but well I, look i was taught as a young child still and what choice did i have uh but yeah i definitely was getting over on them niggas at the uh at the cat paying for this shit anyway yeah like nigga what you gonna do with the leftovers dumb and trash take this shit out my meal plan hell nah uh trace windu says nigga don't be rude of course we've stolen food from a buffet lol shout out to ryan's and quincy's alicia says shout out to the golden corral the first time i saw my grandma take a ziploc bag out of her purse and load it up with fried chicken i was shocked and amazed right that's the other thing they don't tell you they're doing it Mm-mm. so you just sitting here with your aunt or your grandma with having a nice conversation know, eat a chicken leg just enjoying your meal and you as a, and a kid you're not prepared so you like grandmama what you doing but if you don't shut the hell up i smack the taste out your mouth because you know kids talk loud like like like, like they don't have no boundaries like i just became a fucking accessory to motherfucking conspiracy to robbery but like grandma you still if you don't shut the hell up i'll knock the taste out your mouth boy right you gonna want some of these rolls when we get home ain't you like, i guess so phil g says does telling them you are younger or the age that eats free count as well oh nigga come on absolutely count yeah that was another hustle and you know when you're a kid you can't wait to be older like that's your whole thing is i'm i want to be that's the whole thing you get there and you be like this ain't all it's cracked up to be i want to be my age or older i want to grow up growing up means i get access to more things i'm gonna you know so when you are young lord knows you cannot wait to say you are above that fucking age for the kids to eat for free what be bold be like, about like, to. Like, i done seen uh nary kids fuck it up but i know mama i'm 10 right about to get a whole punch in your chest your mama got a lot of that woman knowing she lying you know well you know kids eat free as long as they uh 10 or less i'm a 10 and a half Okay, ten and three quarters. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, I'll ring you up for a dope." He he doesn't know numbers. He he is not ten and three quarters. Grandma, my birthday was yesterday. Boy, you you are nine. Like I told you in the car. Come on. And if you want to make it to eleven, you gonna be nine. If you know what I'm saying. Like, okay, I'm. I guess I'm nine. I was <laughs> oh. mis- I was mistaken, ma'am. Because if she got to pay a dope price. You gonna get a dope to cussing out when they get back. She was like, "You don't even fucking eat a dope worth for food." That's why your kids grow up and can't count. <laughs> kids are bad at math because they they parents are making them lie every day. Boy, you are eight at the movies, but I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I got a beard. Mm-mm, you ate today. You sitting on my lap too. <laughs> right. We saving this money. We are saving this money. You got you got adult ticket money. You know. <laughs> 
you be like, no, don't you want to see this movie? Yes. Well, your ass is eight today, nigga. You got adult buffet money? I didn't know you paid bills. You gonna eat off my plate. Okay, one plate, please. <laughs> be mad as shit. Uh, uh, lastly was episode 1943, acts of, uh, 10 acts of love. Um, and great uncle Bob says, this NFL Jay-Z thing is so interesting cap knelt during the anthem to protest police brutality and racism what can the nfl do to stop or curtail that they're gonna ask officers to stop killing unarmed black folks in exchange for some box seats at the 50 the owners and some fans don't like players kneeling because to them it's disrespecting the anthem never mind cap coming out and saying that he consulted with a military vet who said the knee was more respectful and that just sitting up than just sitting on the bench but the correct answer for the nfl would be don't do the anthem but that's not going to happen because the check that check the department of defense wrote to the nfl for them to put on basically a military commercial being cashed long ago well you know what's funny is they actually um canceled that contract Mm -hmm. like they used to have the the flyovers and all the shit Mm -hmm. now i don't know if they don't i don't know if they still don't do those but for i have not watched an nfl game like a actual like sit down honest to god nfl game is so fucking long i don't, I don't that, know that red zone I, I just see kickoffs and uh all right uh touchdown 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 but what i heard was that they don't show the anthem on tv anymore anyway so you don't see the players kneeling that still do kneel so yeah i so i, I have no idea how what they're doing currently i just know only time i know that people kneel is when uh i see someone talk about it on twitter or someone you know interviews eric reed or something um if they had come out with a partnership with jay-z rock nation instead of firing cap it might have gone down way smoother um they could have reshaped the narrative to them actually trying to do something instead of stamping their feet uh because cap won't fall in line like a good boy the lawsuit they've settled proved to me that they colluded in blackball cap and they will never rehire him oh he's never coming back i don't think he ever's coming back I, i would really wonder if he wants to come back i don't think he does you know that would be my question i wonder if he wants to come back um but i I don't know much about him because the dude doesn't talk true i mean everything i've heard is mostly projection because he stopped talking about three years ago you know he tweets out something every once in a while he retweets people like eric uh like eric reed or his uh girlfriend but yeah nobody he don't do interviews he don't got a podcast he hasn't Mm -hmm. written a book Mm -mm. he i mean the only thing we know for sure is that he will he seems to want to still play in the nfl that that's the really the only thing we still we still kind of know um and like i said even with that he could just be like i'm going to ride this out and i'm low-key i don't want to be in the nfl no more but this is what people know me as and it's better to be a martyr uh this way than to be on the field getting my brains knocked in on these on some bad team smart or get back in the league and don't be as good as people you know think i should be and and then that's then it's also some shit you know and not playing for i mean at this point two three years i could see him accumulating some rest and stuff we you know i i think at least on my side the one thing that is immutable is that he should be playing in the nfl or at least had an opportunity to and that is pretty much that's pretty much the dividing line for most people um and it's sad that the 
the um it's sad that that became um the only thing that this has become about you know it's not about social justice not about making the nfl a more socially aware company it's not about uh it's not about any of this stuff it's not even about people have turned the nfl into this evil corporation but it it was that before this kaepernick mm-hmm. like kaepernick's is another example but it was everything people claim not to like about it existed before kaepernick said it did anything so um you know I, i'm glad that we've been talking about this especially if people listen to balls deep because i feel vindicated about the things i said from jump um and uh i feel like uh i feel like when the owners came out there and kneeled with players that weekend that ended what kneeling meant agreed and everyone else has kind of been slow to catch up you know like i said it then i was like yeah this shit now means it's this is now about the egos of rich men versus wealthy men and you not gonna tell me what to do and that was that was like everything in america that was donald trump's doing when he came into the narrative it just it just made things completely about like uh cult of personality and pride and uh sadly it hasn't really been it hasn't moved past that and whether cabinet gets a job or not um is the only thing that matters to most people at this point you know they can couch it in racial talk and all this shit it's all wave riding it's all clout chasing shit it's just if he gets a job it's cool that's it you know and whether what jay-z is doing we don't know yet like i mean we know the face value of what he said but we don't know what the fuck no specifics were dropped (laughs) how the fuck he's gonna do it i don't know then there's all kinds of speculation about him becoming some type some type of nfl owner or something and then there's people speculating on that speculation of this means he gonna get capped back in the league and then won't y'all be laughing nigga i don't know what i do know is this is a bunch of rich people problems all of them including kaepernick Mm-hmm. they all rich they ain't none of them broke people calling jay-z a capitalist everyone involved is a capitalist just because one person's capitalism is based on activism doesn't mean he's not a capitalist them nike checks is checks they are paid out to cash you know what i'm saying like the the idea of like having to become completely beholden to one party in this or you're a coon seems it seems like another day on on twitter <laughs> that's what it seems like seems routine at this point man and i'm just willing to wait and see like if there's more to any of this shit and if there's not then you know jay-z gonna get fried he getting fried already which is the whole point right so he getting fried already um and uh if, if there is more to it and and it's evidence to the contrary i don't expect people to change their minds because people don't do that anymore people tell you you're a coon and then that's it like one thing and everything you've done before this is trash and i don't like living in that uh type of environment and so i try not to promote it 
you I, everybody's not one one decision i disagree with to 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 being like a piece of shit um and furthermore when it comes to this the the the, the insult of calling someone a capitalist these motherfuckers don't actually have any rules it's it's kind of like neoliberal when you don't like somebody you say that about them right but all your faves quote unquote is capitalist too right i mean if we just saying the pursuit of money and all this shit to the you know uh like it's money over everything nigga what do megan the stallion rap about what do cardi rap about you know what does beyonce be talking about you know like Beyonce had Holly and fucking Chloe singing the uh, opening song at the Super Bowl last year. You know, like we Rihanna, we people go up for Rihanna, Fenty lingerie, her net worth, her album sales. She's uh, dating a billionaire. That somehow is a win for for her fans and for her and for everybody black and shit. We pick and choose when the fuck it's bad to go get this money you know i saw people be like black capitalism isn't a thing it's the it doesn't matter i'm like i don't know madam cj walker don't matter we stopped teaching her in the black history come on it, like when when like black wall street that that was just torn down for no reason right that, there's no threat to right. empower black people just going uh, to the ground for no reason having money in a society that really ultimately only listens to the money whether it's the absence of the money via boycott or um or, or 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 the uh the accumulation of money and making them be like well i guess i gotta respect this nigga you know like reading ida b wells uh this this biography mass is is help is helping me put a lot of things into focus and i won't don't want to participate in debates that are old as time and that's what a lot of this shit is this whether we should try to be included by our way itself into these uh institutions and try to change them from within side and or whether the only way to fix things is to agitate from the outside and if, if you do anything on the inside you compromise well to be honest both methods have worked and failed right neither one of them was such a great solution that it solved everything i said like and most of the people that advocate for a lot of this shit they don't know history don't read history and don't want to learn history they feel a certain way which is something we've had universally throughout the existence of blackness in america but your feelings aren't the same thing as knowledge you know what i'm saying like there's a there's a knowledge of i know how i feel but then there's knowledge of like oh this was tried before this oh this argument existed so i guess we're doing it today um like for example like with the world's fair chicago world's fair right um you have frederick Douglass and ida b wells and uh for people that are pretty versed in that level that era of history you know that like at that world's fair the ida b wells and frederick Douglass handed out pamphlets or they had a you know they 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 had people hand out pamphlets um 
the beginning of it is translated to like i think french dutch and something else and but they you know they they would need to raise five thousand dollars to make these pamphlets they didn't get all the money they needed they couldn't get it all translated in time they're working on a big deadline ida b wells is going like she went on like a european trip to talk about anti-lynching at the time frederick Douglass, who's like older at this point in dc he's also tasked with running like a uh this uh what do you call it uh he was also he had a presentation at the fair that he's also going to be running so neither one of them had truly dedicated the time to make this thing happen right but they still got it done they still got the with the help of newspapers and some money gathering and all this and and other activists they got this pamphlet written the pamphlet was simply about the fact that the world's fair which is supposed to be this international event of america saying hey look at the american contributions to the world well guess what they didn't have anything black Mm-mm. they purposely chose not to include black people this is coming off of the like 25 years after the end of the civil war and all this stuff right so they don't you know america north south whatever the fuck is still like negroes inferior to white people and if we talk about the negro we gotta talk about slavery we gotta talk about no 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 no. we're this is about the good things we whites want to just talk about the positives right and so there were two schools of thought ida b wells and frederick Douglass were working on something that was essentially was like let's boycott no black people attend we throw out these pamphlets to let people know hey they are leaving us out of this event okay that's one school of thought the other school of thought was and it wasn't just frederick Douglass, but frederick Douglass and other activists said no let's do a day of jubilee and it was slightly offensive not slightly highly offensive to ida b wells probably because it was that day that they did the day of jubilee was also the 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 third year anniversary of the day that like three of her friends were well one of her friends and two other black men were hung Mm -hmm. in memphis which was like the thing that really started her like not being able to come back home like it's a big part of why she couldn't come back home so um or come back to memphis so uh they want to have a day of jubilee they're gonna have celebrations they're gonna sing like church music and shit um the show like hey this is what y'all are missing out on by not inviting us uh and then of course frederick Douglass also has a speech and a presentation that day black women activists are speaking at the fair like um because they were able to get a small section in the women's section of the fair like like just you know totally marginalized double standard bullshit we were dealing with right and so um ida of course hated that you know frederick Douglass was doing this speech she hated that he was uh supportive of the day of jubilee and i think as an older man uh frederick Douglass, as older and you know quote unquote wiser and uh having been around the, the activism since activism and was activism i mean this man was a a man who escaped the freedom and then made something of himself right so frederick Douglass is there and he's like i support both causes i support your boycott and i'm helping with your pamphlet um and and he was a big reason that she was able to elevate her station because he supported her anti-lynching campaign and her um and and got her voice out there like held events and stuff for you know not that she couldn't have done a lot of stuff but she was younger she didn't have a connection i'd have had a hard time making friends she really perceived a lot of slights from like you say some shit sideways to her it was fuck you for life right 
so it was you know it's hard being friend making friends is a huge part of building coalitions even if you're right even if you're brilliant if you can't make friends it's almost useless you know she was almost forgotten history because of that right because people's people that worked with her didn't mention her in their autobiographies and shit like women's groups that she helped found that she was significant in raising the station of they were like yeah i'm not no mm mm-mm don't i don't beautiful gowns right so so uh so the day of the jubilee um it's also very there's like this rumor going that white people are gonna serve watermelon too so they'll have give watermelon these black people and of course ida is incensed like so you niggas are gonna be singing fucking church songs walking around skipping and eating fucking watermelon and shit like for real that's what we that's our contribution as black people because back then and still to this day but even more so back then respect the things we call respectability politics then were revolutionary Mm -hmm. at the time you got to consider this only 25 years into quote-unquote freedom you have people being lynched at a much higher rate every year just more and more black people being lynched and shit right so the things that we would consider like uh ida b wells to be like you know like now we would be like oh god this bitch just pick me like that's how y'all feel about her now but back then it was like no we need to show these people that we're not savages we're not apes we're not uh coons we're not skipping around eating watermelon singing songs shucking and jiving no we are respectable men and women in suits and and looking fine and well-mannered and all this stuff right like that was you know a big part of activism back then was reclaiming the image because so much of what the imagery of black people was in pop culture was the sambo right the so she was pissed and she was like yeah so i i got other plans i will not be there the day of your speech or jubilation day fuck them right um and she was younger you know young young people are very like when you're young it's a lot more black and white everything a lot more black and white everything's fucked up everything's the worst and you're the first person to ever feel this way of thinking this shit right and when you're older you've seen enough to be like these motherfuckers will get over it or you know yeah they they might be mad but i feel like this is worth it Mm -hmm. so anyway what happened after the there were black women that spoke that frederick Douglass supported that gave impassioned cases for black women specifically which uh <laughs> i don't know is is it, it retroactively it makes me so frustrated and upset with the black people that say physical feminism is this invention of white women and about destroying the black man and all this shit because uh, if you just read there have been black women from inception that have been like the real feminists that have spoken specifically for the causes of black women in ways that nobody would advocate for them not even black men it's like if they didn't speak it for themselves it wouldn't be talked about you know um anyway so they give their speech but then frederick Douglass gives his speech and this is probably frederick Douglass's most famous speech you know um and he was older so people were being like you know this is like the lion's last roar and all this shit and he went the fuck in on america like he was just like you know god bless america god damn america like he was out here on some like like these amendments ain't for niggas like they love like y'all here he was, just, he was shooting all the shots yeah Not like fired. y'all up in this motherfucker partying america like look at all our shit you know they don't even want niggas here you know like 
and everybody was expecting like some kind of tepid half-ass you know kind of speech from him to be like we just so thankful to be here we don't want to mess up the party and show y'all negroes is grateful now now see white people we and no he gave the opposite speech was like man fuck these people like this shit is all a sham yes they talk good but they don't fucking do good so fuck what they're about right and he did that by being on the inside of this fucking thing so all this time people were like this sellout ass nigga coon you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, wow, really? That's your boy? You gonna give speeches up to, wow. You know, plus he had a white wife at the time. He had remarried. And so people was like shading the fuck out of his wife, y'all. The way they tried, the way they motherfucking tried this nigga, my God, y'all. They tried, like, to his face, to her face. Like, <laughs> newspaper was writing about his wife, like, like, uh, and these other activist black men we support because they are not married to a common secretary shit like that the shade they are married to colored women of standing and prominence (laughs) shit like doctors and shit this nigga married a white secretary y'all like the shade that was in this in this book is so worth it but anyway so after he does the speech and news of the speech of course takes a day or so and then the papers printed up and it makes its way to ida who you know was sitting this shit out she says i went straight out to the fair and begged his pardon for presuming in my youth and inexperience to criticize him for an effort which had done more to bring our cause to the attention of the american people than anything else which had happened during that fair or during the fair essentially to say the amount of animosity that happens between people trying to take different paths to the same goal has been forever it has always existed so that's what i think about with cap and jay-z i do not think jay-z is now suddenly this different guy who you know didn't do the khalid broader documentary didn't do um the uh uh, trayvon martin documentary is going to do the emmett till documentary um that wrote 444 or i don't know if he writes but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. made 444 i don't think he the story of oj the child niggas quote and love to put that gif up that gif up of uh of him going okay whenever y'all see some coon shit i don't think he suddenly turned into just this like fuck activism i'm a coon today shit i don't and maybe he did and and more evidence will come out to that and eventually i'll be like damn it's so sad but jay-z is really just this coon ass nigga you know so that's a big part of this to why i'm like yeah i'm i'm waiting on this i don't need to be the first like i was listening to a podcast today where the dude was like you know jay-z coonery and buffoonery and all this shit and i'm like okay you know and the podcast i listened to that dude was homie with sean king like nigga sean king as much shit as people say about him and and his like like it's just everyone has to have the hottest take right off the right out the grease eat this hot take you know uh, and i just feel like burn you in the face you know and maybe it's because reading makes me feel like i pontificate more i take like because the method of the media that you're reading is slower right you can't rush reading really Mm -mm. and so much of the media we get now is all this shit where it's like reality tv 
right snap judgment right away what's the most bombastic thing that can happen right off the gate uh social media right 440 characters snappy witty retort uh take something out of context and extrapolate on that like a lot of the stuff that is rewarded today with attention is very and maybe it's always been this way but it's very much the hot take and the quickest take speed and spectacle is what it's about now right so to see um so to to read this stuff you know and this isn't i mean i've read more this year i've read a lot this year right um so to be reading this stuff and to see the context of history that it's in and the fact that our people have always been trying different ways some to 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 varying levels of success you know many of us talking about shit that we really don't know about we just hope or think right i don't know shit about being billionaire Mm -hmm. and i don't know shit about whatever type of motherfucking leverage or fame or celebrity these motherfuckers all have but i do know enough to know that you can be a well-intentioned person and be used you can be a well-intentioned person and be using someone you know to get your goal but it doesn't necessarily mean that your goal is or your goal is now evil or that your method is uh because i wouldn't have done it is somehow less black than the way i live that thing is i think is different and i think there are people who are overtly quote-unquote conan there are people out here that are doing it they don't give a fuck about you or i they don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck about blackness in general they'll tell you to your face they're not ashamed of it you know some of the things steve harvey says come to mind where 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 he's like nah nah you broke niggas shut the fuck up you i'm getting money and y'all can suck my dick you know like some of the things he says it's like oh wow he really don't give a fuck it's not a secret you know but this idea this like conspiratorial type of cooning where it's like he <laughs> i don't know or or the idea that someone makes a mistake and that's just them forever or whatever or or they or the things they do that you they you don't like or define them more than the things they do that like then you go silent when they do shit you do like i think it's just kind of whack that's all um so that's a major part of it for me um the second thing (laughs) this is gonna be so long so sorry Mm y'all the other thing i'm thinking about um with this jay-z uh and uh kaepernick shit that really it kind of bothers me and i'm glad that all this came back up so i could refocus and think about how i felt at the beginning of all this and i still feel validated um maybe i'll be proven wrong but to me the idea of kaepernick as a leader as i've seen him referred to in the last few days um even jay-z is a leader is more uh to be attributed to the idea that there is a charismatic black man vacuum that or model of leadership that we despite all our protestations and ideas that we shouldn't be like this we are beholden to it and it's never going to be broken as black people we are always looking for the next mlk martin luther king uh next uh malcolm x the next um you know uh like great black 
speaker orators a lot of it happened to obama where Mm -hmm. he was a politician and people were like no 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 black leader social justice civil rights and it's like that's not even the shit he's necessarily on like he's not this militant person in the way that y'all are painting him to be and then when you get disappointed by him it's because you just threw that into him without any consideration about is he actually trying to be that you know when he's trying to be this unifying figure to all of america why are we the ones consistently being like no 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 he's trying to lead just black america he should have policies for only black people and shit you know like what about him made you feel that he was going to do that because he is black and a man and a straight man you know but i feel like kaepernick more than anybody and and jay-z to an extent here too is just an example of us feeling like a black man talking about race gotta be a leader now it's time for us to get behind him it's time for us to get down and lay down do what he wants us to say you know um if you think about it kaepernick hasn't said much and i'm not saying that as a knock on him necessarily i think it's strategic i actually think it's brilliant to be fair same he's an empty vessel for us to pour our sainthood into we give him all of the positives none of the negatives right and he can't be quote-unquote canceled because he doesn't talk, say shit like he cannot erode his goodwill among the people that support him because the people that support him are very fickle pe- people let's be fair these are but when you listen to people's discussion of kaepernick how much of it is not shit he said but shit we assume you know like that is a major part of it kaepernick never told y'all to boycott the nfl if according to you know the leaks and shit around him he would like to play in the nfl well if he wants to play in the nfl what do you think he wants y'all to do right he gonna he want that check from the nfl he's not saying this racist horrible organization i wouldn't play for them for free like he's like no no no, i would like to stay a millionaire as i have been for quite some time and grown accustomed to right um but he didn't call for that boycott he didn't say uh he didn't want anyone working with the nfl on social justice initiatives um we decided that for him malcolm jenkins is a coon and eric Reed's out there calling people a coon you know and um you know i believe eric reed is feels righteous i mean he takes a knee and goes out and chastises and and admonishes people in the press and stuff and um i believe that he believes he's righteous in that in that to do that and still get a check from the nfl as long as he is being a pain in the ass to them he's justified it in his mind that is you know him getting him going to get a check while kaepernick is not allowed to is somehow different than jay-z getting a check while kaepernick isn't allowed to you know um so that's kind of a interesting thing um and i don't know it feels like with kaepernick there's certain shit about him that i think people either forgot or it's just convenient to to let go because he's not in the nfl so we can all agree on that one part but when it was the castro shirt when it was uh being accused of sexual assault when it was um don't go vote hillary clinton and trump are the same um 
when it was you know pig socks and shit like that even though he was saying i'm not anti-police uh, or whatever like him speaking for himself was kind of controversial just i want to say two years ago maybe no maybe it was last year jerry richardson was gonna have to sell the team because he had people calling mysteries grabbing titties and shit he's the panthers he was the panthers owner mm-hmm. so they were like you gotta sell the team you got caught out here being a piece of shit right black celebrities were floating out the idea of buying that team during the we boycotting kaepernick uh team go cap stand with cap puff daddy ti people was floating oprah's name out there um shit i don't remember if they was floating jay-z then or not but it was a lot of like yeah so we need a black team who better than the panthers or cam newton and motherfuckers was out here like really going like celebrating it it was and it wasn't like a handful of niggas it was a lot of niggas including one colin kaepernick who was on twitter saying like i won't end on part of the ownership group still tweet still up you can go look for it yourself so this idea of like this we're supposed to stay away from this evil corporate animal it don't add up it's convenient to say today but the but the actual like receipts of it all aren't squared up dog like people are projecting shit onto this dude because it makes him such a hero that he's above humanity he's above being a human being at this point you know um like i said to see someone call jay-z a capitalist in a negative way but colin kaepernick's not a capitalist uh for monetizing his activism and wanting to get paid millions of dollars to play football is weird it's weird you are talking about two rich people one better at being rich than the other one's evil one's not how what is the magic defining number that makes you a go from a rich nigga to a capitalist you know what is the what are the values that we espouse that turn that because like i said when i listen to music i don't and and i'm saying this as a person that doesn't do this i don't call people capitalists and judge them for wanting to get money uh black people in america i just don't like if unless you are actually physically hurting somebody i really don't give a fuck that you're getting money it's really all we got you know and if and hopefully uh even like the same people that be like pay pay me pay your worth pay black people all this shit are the same people like these capitalist swine i'm like what the fuck you talking about you want a life where you get paid the value of what you're worth right you want the life where you get paid to do this and who the fuck gets to tell you what that number is right i get to tell you well i think what you do uh with your podcast or with your media empire your youtube channel i actually think that's only worth about twenty thousand dollars a year so you a capitalist pig with that forty thousand dollars dog that's too much like who the fuck is to say that meanwhile in america we all live in high on the fucking hall compared to other countries like it's all relative shit um you know like i said i it will it's weird to me to be like Ooh, you see this video Cardi B drop money money everywhere this money oh you gotta get that money this capitalist motherfucking swine jay-z always rapping about art and shit like what are you have you thought about the consistency of your statements or your own morality have you just considered it for a second you know and i know this comes off like a defense for jay-z but i'm about to i have more 
um like i said it's gonna be long um so i find like kaepernick shit to be a little bit at this point if he's not speaking for himself and he has no actionable items on his list other than put me back in the nfl i don't see how that should paralyze everybody else's uh business moves or or um activism i just don't you know and if if that's gonna be the line for everybody then cool that somebody one person you leaving the opportunity on the table doesn't mean that um somebody won't pick it up and if y'all want to say that's cooning cool that that makes you feel powerful make you feel strong now cool you you the most righteous person in the world um but i just don't i don't know i don't share that feeling and maybe i would like to at least see more before i can really engage in that i need to see that um you know because i've heard rumors but I, I need to see like details of the deal i need what is their social justice maybe if it's just you know if it's some bullshit and nobody gets help cool another thing that bothered me was a lot of activists were calling out jay-z and they're activists who've been called out for sitting at tables that people felt they didn't belong to they're like oh you didn't pass that with uh kaepernick kaepernick isn't the arbiter of everything with the nfl or everything in blackness especially when he don't speak he like when am i gonna have to ask permission to a dude to do business when i don't know what he stands on shit yeah like if unless he want to be like publicly like yo i don't want nobody doing blank and even then that's just his opinion you know like we have i think the bar is so low for what we want to call black leadership because we ignore black women in leadership we ignore gay people in leadership positions we ignore those people so it's like black men default we are going to measure you and hold you accountable to like civil rights leader standards and it's just not it's not holding up and we're going to elevate you to that when you're not jay-z's not and neither is kaepernick to a certain extent he doesn't do he doesn't talk the talk for folks you know and and i'm not saying like i said this is not a knock of him he should still be in the nfl but that's it unless he shows that he wants to do more than that he's just the guy who's not allowed to play in the nfl until he says yo i and i actually want to uh speak on this i actually want to uh you know ad- uh, let me let me advocate for this cause let me spread awareness for this that and the other like he has his his things that he's done like he has you know your rights camp right um he he's giving money to charity this is not knocking him and saying he's not an activist or he doesn't care about people it's just it's a difference between what that is and somebody that literally wants to be like a civil rights leader you know um people knock the idea of changing things from the inside but then they stand for the fucking uh ocasio cortez quartet who are literally trying to change things from the inside make up your minds what is it what is it guys is it is it uchiwali or one mic you know um so then uh other things i was thinking about with this shit um it's kind of funny too that people think that what they're doing with the nfl is a boycott and i i would attribute that to literally it's either our laziness our uh overzealousness or literally ignorance i don't know which it is but if you study what a boycott is this ain't it no it's not this ain't it what are the demands 
you know what are the alternatives like you know i, I was listening to um randolph terrence on three guys on and he was talking about like the bus boycotts people don't know that shit went on for two years mm-hmm. that was a coordinated effort but what people don't talk about is the planning like like people always use that to admonish the willpower y'all niggas can't boycott and they was boycotting for two years on the bus when it came it's like yes but what did they do they planned they said we're not gonna do this here's the alternatives to how we get people to work because black people were relying on public transportation so now you got to have some cooperation within the community you got a car you taking five people to work every day we all throwing in a couple dollars in the gas tank we gonna make this work our sick our elderly our infirmed who's taking care of them within the community you know also who's holding people accountable for hey i saw you getting on the bus the other day what's up oh man i gotta get to work and hey cool 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 we gonna have to figure something out where you're not taking this bus though we're not giving our money to that now what i think and i'm not a leader or activist but i think if you really wanted to call this a boycott you'd be offering alternatives to entertainment on sundays for folks not some individual shit like i i read a nice book or i go you know i go out to the walk no i mean like every you know these cities where there's nfl teams and shit hey guys we throwing a cookout in the park every sunday this 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 like this this season don't watch football we tailgating everything come early we'll be out here we just we we have a little cookout we gonna be hanging out drinking drink a couple brews maybe play some spades or some shit like that but we like we are coordinating events to not be at football so that so that our money goes to like places that matter like black let's go to a black uh restaurant shut this motherfucker down mm-hmm. now we put money in our community because it's not just the withholding of money it's not just the, and in this case people consider just not watching it to be withholding money even though you still pay for the cable bill um and all that stuff you know but ratings do matter but because of the way the kaepernick protest was people can contribute the ratings to racism like white people being like i'm sick of this shit and they can also attribute it to black people opting out now what do you think our white-led media is gonna do they're gonna say it's just white people mad at kaepernick they're never gonna give black people the credit so you don't even have the numbers to then say this is the result of our boycott so you don't have the measurables to call it a boycott let's be right let's be frank with the language you're just upset and by just i don't mean to belittle it i mean this is all we are only upset we are only mad i am mad at this thing i will not watch this thing that's what we have a boycott is bigger than that you don't eat chick-fil-a you're mad at chick-fil-a you're not boycotting chick-fil-a a boycott has a specific actionable list you know and this is not me being a dick this is literally this is the truth this is like look up what boycotts are look up the history of boycotts look up some successful boycotts they all have elements to them you're just upset and you're not gonna do the thing because you're upset i don't listen to r kelly's music i'm not boycotting r kelly but i don't listen to his motherfucking music because i'm mad agreed you know it's a difference and it's like i said it's people that feel so strongly about this will project onto my comments and shit and honestly do that i don't give a fuck don't write me don't tell me shit you know what the fuck i'm saying is real you know what i mean like this is not it's shaming niggas admonishing them Mm -hmm. i relate to the anger i just told you what the r kelly thing is yeah but i'm thinking further than just that and i was like that about papa john's like me and i talked about that and i had to slowly come around to the 
conclusion of i was just mad and once i really sat down i even said on show once i really sat down and was like they got rid of that nigga that nigga wasn't there everything that we quote unquote demanded him to them to do they did okay and if i'm still like fuck them i was just mad that meant there was nothing that they could do to get it right with me yeah and there's so many moving parts of this um you know i could talk even longer um but um you know i'm trying to keep my thoughts pretty focused oh go ahead this this is our show um so that's another thing that i thought you know and then there's also people that are literally making money off of this like off of this discord and off of being the first person to call him a coon and shit or whatever ain't gonna still be at the rockefeller like at the fucking rock nation brunch this or want to be there and shit like that you know um it's just interesting to see that shit play out in real time you know we'll see um trying to cast this dude aside because it's convenient that's what people do these days like it's convenient i'm not all the way on this team um and i think without a pause it's just easy to do we do it to each other it's the same reason that people said a black lady sketch show is trash 10 seconds into the first episode and you know what i'm saying like it's this whole like guys i'm the most like i'm the most black i'm so black fuck jay-z and fuck rockefeller i never liked this nigga ether all day bitch that's all i'm playing like okay all right all right cool um the other thing too with uh with with kaepernick specifically i think um it but the altruism we have heaped upon him when this is essentially a labor dispute he he sued them because of a labor issue y'all won't let me work him and eric reed both got settlement money from that eric reed's back in the league and i really think they don't want kaepernick in the league to make an example out of him because he was the first one to do it you know i don't i think it's that fucking simple because think about how it is spread like wildfire wildfire throughout the athletic community high schoolers taking a knee megan rapino getting all the props for taking the knee um other players taking the knee in other sports other like people are this like this thing now is not as big as it was and when jay-z said for the record they only take part of this quote and hey that's what that's what social media does now they're not gonna give you the full quote they're not gonna give you the full story but he when he said he felt like we were past kneeling my my gut reaction at first was like the fuck nigga you never know what you talking about right that's my first reaction nigga what you make it sound like you was out there kneeling jay-z you know all you did was wear a cabinet shirt on snl like you didn't like take the hit for this you know you said you weren't doing the super bowl um you know and of course we find out the reason he really wasn't doing the super bowl or the reason that he didn't want travis scott to do the super bowl according to him if you believe him is because travis scott should be the headlining act not the opening act like he should get to do the whole super bowl halftime by itself that's according to jay-z i'm gonna be frank with y'all i don't know jay-z i don't know him to be a liar i think that's a lie at least i think he was he was okay with us believing that uh he did that to boycott the super bowl for kaepernick i think he was if 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 nothing else he was he was okay with that shit and i think that's that's scummy that's fucked up like if that's really what you said to travis scott but you let it be reported like jay-z reached out to travis scott to try to get him not to do the super bowl 
oh yeah team cap no like like if you let people think that yeah that's fucked up you you miss you lie by omission it's misleading on purpose right the other thing I, while i'm talking about it the other thing i think is fucked up is that he did wear that jersey and he did go on snl and say that shit and then do this deal i don't care that i don't care that he never said he wouldn't do it i don't care that he feels that they're two different issues it don't matter to me you knew what the fuck that was gonna make people think you made it sound like you was with the whole team cap we not fucking with the nfl no more shit you know this is one of the reasons i like people would get mad or people would say shit sideways shit about us like why don't they just admit they like the nfl i'm like this is why i was always honest about yeah i will be watching games and i'm also not boycotting and i don't watch as much as i used to but it's really just i'm not gonna attribute that to a boycott i'm gonna tell y'all it's really because football sucks and it's not as good as it used to be come on and i'm getting older and i'm going out with my wife and eating and coming home and falling asleep and not watching these games so i could tell y'all i'm boycotting like you and make you feel like yeah rod's here with solidarity but the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is i don't boycott things i literally just be like damn if i watch one more shitty football game i'm gonna lose my goddamn mind i gotta get off my couch that's it you know so yeah what um so yeah i do feel like that was scummy of jay-z and that's really why one of the main reasons people are mad you know shouldn't have wore that jersey i don't know you know wave hopping that's what he do been been doing it you know um but even with that part of it jay-z was right when he said that we are past kneeling he's right we've been past kneeling system owners came out there and got on the knee we've been past kneeling since the fact that eric reed kneels every week and nobody gives a fuck somebody got killed in charlotte by the police this year i bet you not one question was asked of eric reed about that shit i bet you not one the dude killed at burger king and they decided not to prosecute the cop either mm-hmm. i bet you there's not one fucking question being asked of him by our local media sports people anybody because nobody give a fuck about that kneeling shit no more at this point it's about kaepernick not having a job that's what they're standing on not the nil other athletes are kneeling protesting speaking out saying stuff the nba went through this with mahmoud abdul raouf mm-hmm. and and bec- and the, the people think the nba is the woke league now right we think it's the one where the athletes get the freedom and all we oh, the social justice league they always the reason we think that is because they went through their growing pains before twitter and facebook mm-hmm that's the only reason they they were just as fucking like whoa 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 what you think this sport is for is not the motherfucking um yeah we don't do basketball so you can go out and spread the word about uh how evil america is Mm -mm. we don't do basketball for that so if you would like to spread that message you can't do it on our tvs and on our court matter of fact you actually have to get out here and, and stand for the allegiance and then we do the prayer to the allegiance and people talk about islamophobia like shit was fucked up Mm -hmm. but the nba skated by because it's just it was long enough ago that we just like yeah i guess it don't uh, that was a crazy time remember that chris jackson changed his name like that's how people talk about it but he was blackballed from the nba too yes he was they're not a better league they just had it happen at a different time matter of fact one league has a rule about protesting during the national anthem and one doesn't guess which one it is yeah it's not the nfl the nba got the lead got the rule you can't go out there and take no knees and protest during the national anthem 
but like i said it's an inconvenient truth you know um and then so then the last thing i'll say before i move on is this um so i went back to the origin of like why do i feel so dispassionate about kaepernick's protest or stopping watching football based off of this and i know people would like to dismiss it and i'm well aware of uh of why people dismiss it right because uh you know but as a black man (laughs) i feel like you know um i'm qualified to at least talk about it um ray rice i saw the same people who are standing on righteousness now mock folks who were outraged about ray rice mm-hmm. mock people they 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 laughed at him they defended that dude they 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 defended the team for getting him they they then uh, assumed that his wife deserved to be brutally knocked out and dragged off an elevator video came out they still made excuses a black woman of course um they they were so upset with the idea that a black man could lose his job over that still to this day they they because public sentiment faded so fast on eventually faded on him and that second video came out where he spat on her and shit that's when they finally was like oh i I think i might be on the wrong side of this but i watched the same men who are righteously indignant about kaepernick put him in the face of their avatars bring him up like he's fucking malcolm x martin luther king rolled in one i watched those men defend ray rice because what they were defending is black manhood that's it the right for a black man to be where a white man would be that's it it's not deeper than that and i hate to say that but that is how it feels to me it is not some fucking passion reason stance it is literally just the idea of well i would defend if i would defend it when it was ray rice and i see it's the same niggas it's not some right these are two different groups no same niggas if i would see you defend ray rice then i have no respect for your defense of kaepernick it's the same because i know deep down it's i started being upset when it was black men doing being the ones in the under the gun other than that fuck everybody right like i made this i i made this uh i don't know i, I i've already made my like okay cool i watch a dirty product you see what i'm saying i already made my 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 shit with that years ago years ago because i was like yeah it these motherfuckers are savages off the field and it just don't fucking matter to nobody you know we're watching them be good at football and that's as far as you're gonna take it mm-hmm. don't call them role models don't call them heroes no. i look at them the same way i look at the the superhero teams on the boys you know what i mean like okay all right these niggas is wild all right got it you know like the fact that you have people that defend rapist right they defend if the rapist on my team i gotta defend it right racist riley cooper big ben roethlisberger you know um 
you know the 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 people that abuse their children adrian peterson kareem hunt people that beat women all of this shit is okay it was when Kaepernick couldn't take the knee and maybe their logic is well that's why that's why this is so egregious because you can do all this other shit rod and they won't let you take a knee and i'm like cool but you defended some of the other shit though it will i would be okay if you were always incensed like nah fuck this this is despicable i watch people laugh i watch people laugh stephen a smith got suspended defending ray rice talking about a woman should know not to, to, to come up to, to no man what like i so i don't think and uh, you know and i know it's personal but i don't think i ever got over the outrage of watching these people flip-flop mm-hmm. so i just don't have the reverence for kaepernick as other people do because i feel like a lot of the reverence is it's a black man and that's it it's not deeper than that we have a vacuum of black masculine uh not mas- black cis head heroes therefore we gonna put this dude in the hero phrase because he did something and paid for it and a person he shouldn't have to pay he is he is wronged he's being wronged agreed you know um everyone can agree he should be in the league and so since we can agree on that let's just not analyze anything else so i think that's why i don't feel so like you know if jay-z won't talk to kevin i'm like nigga, who the fuck is he like so he got done wrong nobody else can try to make nothing right out of this and and i'm and cynically even if it's just jay-z being like i just want some like a business deal actually this ain't even really about activism i threw that shit in on the end i don't even give a fuck about activism uh when it comes to my business deal i just want to make this money i want to be an owner of an nfl team one day and this is how it's gonna start this is my way in if that's the case so what i don't even give a fuck you know because it's just easy to support cishead black men but we don't we don't have that same energy man we don't have that same energy when it's when it's not and, and cap just fits the mold man so anyway that's all i got to say about it man i know that's a lot of shit but uh it's better than probably doing it tomorrow because i don't want to sit on it um but uh all right back to the poll which is who you got when it comes to activism jay-z or sean king can neither well the poll is jay-z or sean king what then jay-z 92 percent of people agree with you here's what's funny one of these niggas is an activist one of them is a rapper who dabbles in a little bit of activism from time to time ain't that some shit monique says sean king has scammed so many oh yeah allegedly jay-z has a proven track record which has set the bar for his actions super high i really don't care about the nfl partnership until it's really ironed out he has a right to make a business deal yeah i would like to see the numbers but like i said i completely understand the outrage of people that are like why'd you wear that jersey why are you shouting kaepernick out you know like you really want about that life and you was willing to ride the i mean that's really what people do they they ride the shit on social media because they see so many people doing it celebrities ain't no different um what's funny is he wasn't selling nothing that's what's funny people mad at him like you wore that jersey i'm like yeah if he would have been selling that jersey now that's jay-z if it had a rockefeller symbol on it he would have been like now go to my store and get one (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway lakita says he's a businessman right lakita says i'm just here to prove rod's point about the grace we give to those we like with all the good we've seen jay-z do it would be out of character for him to suddenly go full coon maybe he's a bigger there's a bigger picture he has a bigger picture perhaps they have some stipulations to meet before jay would even consider the contract or maybe jay plans to take all that coin and continue helping causes like belling black mothers and fathers out of jail yep everybody forgets about that one interesting how people jump to that conclusion immediately also kaepernick said more than once that he wants to play again if he accepts a job is he a coon too and eric reed you work for the nfl what would you have him do lol man yeah i yeah eric reed's an interesting dude lol i think the people who voted for shara king in the poll just hate jay-z beyonce has forgiven him y'all is fine <laughs> yeah that was that was another reason i knew a lot of this is just about not liking jay-z because people was bringing up him cheating on beyonce i was like what the fuck they got to do with this deal though like <laughs> you know what i mean like right. how's that uh relevant to this shit <laughs> oh man i love being black man i know it can be a headache at times and shit and there's racism and of course bullshit you gotta deal with but like i said man i legit just kind of soberly tried to look at both of these factions of people and just went you know what dog that's cool you know if you think jay-z cooning and he ain't shit no more that's fine if you think kaepernick is uh flawless and uh the hero that we all need right now that's cool i agree he should have a job so cool and if the money shit works out for jay-z and everybody's changing their mind later we'll 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 see what happens then i don't have enough information really Mm-mm. i'm not gonna go off on it you know and i i know one thing if it does turn around and it is some something i don't think people have the climate to do what ida did and go apologize to uh you know to take it back publicly too much pride i don't think we're we don't live in that anymore no we don't you know that that's why ida b wells is ida b wells and a lot of these niggas is not yeah a lot of, we live in the i'm never wrong nigga uh era yeah they're gonna make it like yeah i'm still uh i'm still right and he the one that's wrong y'all yeah because i gotta be the victim all right let's go to the next segment oh i know what i forgot to mention too um if i see one more motherfucker say that this is a blatant pr move that um the league is trying to do and jay-z is being the face forward and he just trying to be the black face for be their black friend well nigga if all of y'all wrote the same article guess what it's not working it didn't act it's not actually <laughs> like if everybody can see through the fucking easy fucking uh <laughs> all right all right uh we have voicemails you can call leave voicemail 704-557-0186 and uh and uh yeah we uh we listen to them on the air make sure they're two minutes or less or you will get cut off all right skype does not play around Mm-mm. with the uh two minute limit okay 704-557-0186 my name is Stephanie. Um, I've been a long time listening to the show. Um, I just want to make a comment on the subject of forgiveness. I know I'm about, or well, heading now, two weeks kind of late, but I was just taking a listen. I'm just catching up on some episodes as I do my deliveries. I was the one that called before about the whole Instacart scam and DoorDash and whatnot, but um, you guys really, um, I'm not going to cry. Aww. I want to cry. Anyway. It was a really profound uh, 
discussion specifically for me as, you know, that's really, you know, a key part of my life that I'm struggling with, um, mm. forgiving a certain individual that has wronged me, like, really deep-rooted wronged me, that I'm actually still battling some of the after effects, knowing that he'll never, you know, apologize. Mm. I know I know. the first thing I would have to do is, you know, start forgiving myself and, you know, doing steps to kind of get myself back to the normal. So I will make this long. Thank you so much for the conversation, and you guys have a great day. Oh, oh, thank um, you, thank baby. you, thank you for calling. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that shit firsthand. So, like I said, I was not speaking from a place of not experiencing that, and that that that's that's a, a difficult path. And it, it it literally took me years, like, to actually get to the point where it was a true, true, honest uh, forgiveness. Because it's a slow and long process when it comes to forgiveness. Uh, for certain things, particularly if it's something that was a deep, deep, deep hurt, it takes a very long time. It's not instant. So, um, just know, baby, that I'm rooting for you and there is another side because you just feel so lost and you just feel so alone. You just feel like nobody cares. You just feel like nobody can relate. You just feel trapped. You feel it's a bondage and you're walking. It's, it's, it's almost like you, you're almost like the walking dead, quote unquote, you know, because you're walking and you're functioning but you're not really functioning because you're not really you because you're actually way down and it's one of those things where it can uh, sap the life out of you so you know i really want you to get to the place and i really hope that you get to the place that you know that there is another side because i can speak from experience and i'm on the other side and it, it is actually a beautiful place to be on the other side sometimes you just can't see it when you're in that deep dark pit and everything looks like it's never going to change and all you can keep doing is just looking at your heart being broke and putting it back together and watching it crumble in your hands and putting it back together and watching it crumble in your hands again because you're just trying to make yourself whole and the thing about it is that what I realized reaching out helped because sometimes you feel so alone in society the way society is designed today people make it look like a character flaw if you can't quote unquote get yourself together you ought to be able to get yourself together no i can't i can't that's why i'm here because i can't get myself together so reaching out and actually asking for help or letting someone know that you are in 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 a place um can actually help i know it did for me and it takes time baby just know that it's not gonna be instant it's not gonna be overnight you're gonna feel like you're taking three steps forward and two steps back sometimes but just just keep moving forward baby and 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 there is a a a another side and just know that it's not a character flaw there's nothing wrong with you it's okay to cry it's okay to hurt it's okay to be mad it's okay to be angry it's okay to be upset like people act like when you're when you're going through the process of forgiveness you're not supposed to go through this emotional roller coaster but that's part of it and just learn because you can also learn from this and just learn about yourself through the process uh once you get to the other side you know because a lot of people they just go through things they don't actually take a learning experience out of it baby but take a learning experience out of the whole process and know that uh, it's hurting right now, but know that you will be whole one day. At least my hope is that you will be whole one day. And that once you get to the other side, you may can, you know, be.
be a person that actually helps other people be like hey dog you know what don't do that because you know i've been through that and it's not a fun ride so just know that baby i'm rooting for you yeah the only thing i would add to that man you brought up something that's so important i don't even remember if we talked about it but um one of the hardest parts of forgiving somebody who has wronged you in order to have closure and move on for yourself um is forgiving yourself because we are so hard on ourselves when we are wrong that we then put it on ourselves like what did i do you know that was a big thing for me you know it was like i i was dealing with somebody that you know as far as i'm concerned just completely flipped right and i was like okay where did i go wrong in this okay what because i'm always trying to see the other person's perspective i you guys hear it every day on the show can't help it um and then once i kind of i'm when i'm trying to do that i'm really giving them a lot of excuses i'm like well it could be this well maybe they've gone through this earlier in their lives maybe they're hurting from that maybe i can do this but sometimes it's really just like let me look at my own self and be like how did i fuck up and how do i forgive myself for that fuck up like i can't be mad at my i can't be harder on myself than i would allow somebody to be on themselves right like if my friend was like yeah this person did me dirty i wouldn't be like well bitch you knew that you was like i would you know what i'm saying nigga what the fuck like i wouldn't come at them like that but that's how my inner voice is when i fuck up that's that's my inner voice is not a nice voice i don't talk to myself gently and that's not that's something i had to change to be like yeah yeah i hey you made a mistake that's okay um you saw something differently than this other person that's okay um you know or you know um like i said and then that helps me forgive too but it has to start with inside and i think that's a major thing and like you said that person might never say a word to you never forgive you never move on whatever but you don't have it's not a two-party system you don't have to wait Mm -mm. for them for you to move on Mm -mm. and for you to you don't even have to wait for them to forgive yourself and to forgive them you know and that doesn't mean you don't have boundaries that doesn't mean you don't you have to reconnect rekindle some relationship you they don't have to have any access to you at all but you can say well i've forgiven that person in the way of um you know uh saying like they harmed me they did something wrong they're human and i'm moving on agreed all right next voicemail hey rod and karen this is tiffany so i'm a faithful listener from memphis and so i was actually working late and listen to tonight's um podcast and i said wait let me get home and i was driving home like i was on mario kart so i can <laughs> give y'all a little scoop on um the um full abortion ban deal that's here in memphis uh, or in tennessee so i am the board president of one of t- the two abortion clinics here in memphis mm-hmm. and so this has been something we've been going through forever and has a little bit of scoop really really fast and i'm going to fit in this two minutes so this was on the um, ballot back in 2014 where there was an amendment that said we would essentially vote to give up our right to ever vote on this issue ever again. And people were actually like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And I was like, no, 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 no. Mm. You always want to retain your right to vote. Y'all are crazy. But mm. people actually voted to give it up. So I can't even process that. Here we are now in 2016 or well, 2019, same issue. So basically, the problem with this is it makes it easy for them to eventually eliminate abortion clinics, which also offer other services like birth control for people. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which you never want because then you can't really control uh, anything about your hand. You can't control when you have a kid. So that's the biggest issue along with some others. So, yeah, we knew it was coming, but we're fighting it. And we're we're going to survive it, but a matter of just really taking your time to understand how many people look different from you is what has been the biggest issue. So, anyways, you guys are great. I absolutely love you. I can't wait to hear the rest of the episode. Bye. Uh, thank thank you. you. And, uh, yeah, that, that's like birth control is also like people's, uh, menstrual cycle sometimes. Like, for, it's, for it's, me, for me, that's what it was, dog. Yeah. Because I had one of them irregular periods, one of them periods that was like, uh, nigga, I'm here and then me gone for six months and be nigga, I'm here and then it's gone for another three weeks and then it's back again. So for me, it literally helped me get regulated. It, it helps regulate cramps. It helps them mm-hmm. not be as severe. I know for me, once I got on, birth control my cramps didn't used to used to feel like someone was fucking beating my uterus to goddamn death like like you know what i'm saying like yeah. it wasn't no joke it'd be like all of a sudden you sitting there and like you were like god damn you know and so it is is people just think baby but it's not baby right it's, you're fucking with hormones yep uh she also she also called back Hey, y'all, it's Tiffany again. I listened to more of the episode, and I said, I wouldn't be that person that called again, but I have to tell you this part. <laughs> when you were talking about people voting against their own interests, it made me think about a former coworker when we were voting for all Uh-oh. What, what just happened? Oh. Uh, give me one second. Let me go back and see if I can fix this. Because uh, it was a two-minute message. I don't know why I got cut off there. Okay. So, so now I have to reload. I'll get to start over. Cool. All right. We're still hey on. Hey, y'all. It's okay. Tiffany again. Yeah. I listened to more of the episode. We were voting for all of these uh, abortion ban laws, and she said that she didn't agree with it, and um, her and her husband had decided that if, unlike in the case that she ever got cancer, that um, he wouldn't want her to seek treatment. He just wants them to save the baby. And I was like, girl, this man is trying to kill you. He ain't worried about no baby, right? Give <laughs> him a new wife. I was like, no, you need to stay alive so you can try to have another baby. I was like, this is against your your best interest. And so I think people sometimes miss that, and they totally don't get how they truly are voting against um, what is best for them. And I think for myself, I'm a black woman, first generation that didn't grow up in housing projects, didn't grow up um, incredibly poor, but I did. And I'm voting for every girl like me in the city of Memphis and in the state of Tennessee. And I think people sometimes miss that. But what I love about being on the board of our clinic is that with some down, old-school white women. I'm talking about 50- and 60-year-olds who are, like, ready to ride out, go down to Nashville. They spent hours on the floor arguing, even though they were being silent. And they know how to play the game. But sometimes you got to put some money out there instead of just, going out there to protest but it's just crazy and they don't get it and it's most of our time is spent educating so but it's it's positive <coughs> people know like really what the issue is mm. you can um really like overcome some of this so talk to y'all later bye oh uh, thank you tiffany oh i'm glad y'all out there doing where i got family out there i got family in knoxville tennessee which is actually on the other side of Nashville. So, baby, you keep doing what you're doing and tell them down as white women that we is rooting for them and go on down at the Nashville and give them country people hell. 
yeah and um ida b wells that was uh what she had a newspaper in uh the free speech in um in memphis um also um that that is a thing like um i'm not trying to say not all white women but not all white women right like there are some down ass like ride or die white women that um you know and it's also why you building alliances can be so important now it doesn't mean that all these white women is for you it doesn't mean that um some of these motherfuckers won't flake on you in a heartbeat and all that shit like i totally get that but yeah like it's all it's funny because i have such low expectations but whenever i whenever i do meet like a white person that's like about it you i'll be looking at them like well, you you speak this language like you uh you come from this what are you doing like like are you sure are you sure you're supposed to be here yeah but you, so so wait you more upset about this than i am okay i mean they be they be highly upset because <laughs> some of them uh white women in the group honey they done been through it and they've been fighting this for a long ass time and they was like the fuck is this yeah it's always funny though when i when you see that but it's always surprising to me but um you know uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna get into more i've spoken enough about that book but man there's some white women antics up in this bitch boy <laughs> talk about your white feminism tm boy Woo! Woo! when they uh failed a prohibition vote in ten- tennessee oh i know that didn't go the, well. that that christian temperance you know the women that that was the uh, bit behind prohibition the white women mm-hmm. boy they turned into some missy ass so fast Ooh, they was like you know for good down tr- niggers you niggers that's we will never work with y'all again like oh the racism jumped out Ooh, it's coming out of her it, it jumped Ooh, out we got the right to vote oh my god y'all wow anyway all right next uh thank you for getting us here next voice hey rod and karen this is natalie first time caller i've been listening um since you guys with the vice article and since i've been catching up on um the old episodes um i just came across the 1893 episode you did back on may 6th and it was called the black king of england and you guys talked about the case of kevin sneed I wanted to give you guys a quick little background. So I'm an attorney here in the state of Maryland where that Oh, wait. Happened. I played this one. This is the old one. Hold on. Okay. She she called back. I'm sorry. I meant to hey, play Rod the other one. Hey, It's Natalie calling again. Um, so just wanted to react to the story that you guys were doing on the model who pretended like she was trans after oh, her yeah. transphobic wow. comments received a lot of online backlash. Mm-hmm. I had to pause the podcast and call in about that real quick. You guys made such great and salient points, but I also wanted to point out that some of the sick psychology of what she did was um, so how some uh, a group, people that are not a part of a minority group, that rail on those minority groups and yell and scream and, and, and hate them online um, and protest them or whatever the case may be, are often jealous of the perceived victimhood and mm. attention that those minority groups get. Mm. You notice it sometimes with white supremacists where they will say, oh, I'm not racist. You know, my brother-in-law is black or my husband is black or, um, you know, I myself and am, am, uh, have gay feelings, but I don't think that gay people should do this and that. So they want some of that perceived attention that they think that gay or trans or black people get and they're jealous of it and that's why they fixate so much on groups that they perceive to be oppressed 
So um, it's something that I've noticed in my work. It's very disturbing, and I'm really glad that you guys highlighted it because what that girl did was just so wrong. All right, mm-hmm. thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That is such a great point. I didn't even think about that part. part but yeah, it, um, within uh, the black community, we see it all the time with black people that are um, like, oh, those gay people. Mm-hmm. If we only had the gay PR that gay people have, you know, they see they get things done. It's like, you mean like the gay people and trans people and that like um they're passing laws that say it's okay to fire them at their job if you find out their sexual orientation those people those people they they doing that our causes aren't linked it's not the same they got it much easier are you sure are you sure you want to go with that and yeah a lot of times they come out and they be homophobic and shit because they are jealous it's like their mind in their minds they made a world where their oppression is not real and the, it's all in there it's, it's it's all beneficial for them everybody listens to the gay people right we're all dying but they're dying at a higher rate but they're yeah, get the fuck out of here. yeah and in her mind i'm sure that when there's like women's causes and shit she's like oh yeah yeah we need all that and then as soon as there's some trans shit she's like god this fucking trans shit it's uh, also studies have shown like uh with race and i'm sure this goes to everything uh gender too where uh people from the privileged group see the marginalized group overrepresented so if you put four women in a room of 20 men men will think this room is half filled with women you see what i'm saying and i feel like that's what people do with activism like oh i had to hear about the 16 trans women killed this year jesus christ i mean they get all the public and like we're talking about murder though like what part what part of that of they got murdered are we like you know like what why do you feel like that took up all the space in the room and now no one cares that straight women get murdered like no we can care about both we can care about both so all right uh last voicemail hey rod hey karen this is shelly from new york um i'm calling while listening and it rang a lot i hope you guys aren't like recording but whatever (laughs) keep this short karen yes the the go fund me the GoFundMe explanation for old dude that was in the hospital two weeks with a heart <laughs> My friends are having a hard time. I wish I was available to watch the live <laughs> so I could see your face because, girl, <laughs> I don't even need to see your face. I'm crying. I laughed so loud. I scared three white people on the train. They all jumped. And, like, one lady dropped her phone. But I didn't give a fuck. That shit was hilarious. My friend having a hard time. Woo. All right, y'all. I love what you do. I just had to, girl, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Keep doing your job. Oh, God. All right, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bless you, Karen. Uh, <laughs> that was that was so funny though um i think i caught you off because that that was that was one of them unexpected laughs nah that was good man i well it it took me a while to i was like i just didn't see it coming that's the best jokes i didn't see it coming at all i was like oh my god that's married to the funniest woman in the world over here (laughs) uh all right we have a lot of voicemails let's get to these and that'll be i mean emails uh sometimes i make mistakes uh we have a lot of emails and karen loves every time uh we have a lot of emails and i'll read those and then we'll get out of here and it's been a longer show but uh, i really needed to get that kaepernick jay-z shit off my chest without being 
like either interrupted or taken out of context or called a coon or whatever the fuck or you caving for jay-z or you caving for colin like nah i just want to do it here so thank y'all for allowing that um amber says sending love how about it karen left a five-star review on itunes but i forgot to mention how much i love sore ratchetness it's a unique segment that i haven't heard anywhere before love it much love amber and thank you amber thank you you know we we try to do unique you know um do things a little different a little something uh let's see what is this is this uh oh these are just uh five-star reviews from that i accidentally put in here for some reason all right uh let's go to the next email music music copyrights is from mr span we've been talking about you know this this thing where these people are suing uh musicians for having like two notes the same mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. uh i know i'm a few episodes behind because i just got back from vacation but i was listening to the show where you guys talking about Katy perry being sued for stealing the beat for that for a gospel rap song and how all this may be open the floodgates for other people to start opening up lawsuits to do the same thing an aunt of mine was considering doing this with my grandfather's music fonda bryant is my aunt she was found uh she was found out to be my aunt after my grandfather johnny taylor passed away i think the roadblock she ran into though was that as long as my grandfather was performing he didn't own his own masters nor did he write any of the songs he performed Mm. had he did any of those things he would have been seeing uh you would have been seeing her in court for this exact same thing so a whole lot of folks waiting in the wings to get these paydays fam damn Mm. yeah i hear you mr span i i did not i like i said i i'm not as i just i think people are partying because it's the right white people right now but i i just feel like one day it's gonna be somebody they like and then it's just gonna be a totally different reaction that too gonna change yeah uh taylor swift case study alicia says hey rod i know why everybody doesn't like taylor swift beyonce <laughs> the sting from the beehive is strong and ever since kanye did that thing at the award so long ago i can't remember which one we the blacks <laughs> felt like taylor stole from beyonce and although no one gets canceled in real life taylor got canceled by us just look at keisha cole who am i who i'm still rooting for and that other one carrie hilton i think is her name their one. careers were cut short because of their comments about beyonce or is it that they does that just in my head you know i can't speak to everybody's head cannon you know and i like i said i uh i became a beyonce fan like after the self-titled album really so i don't know all the beefs before that you know what i'm saying like i've heard rumors of this person was talking shit but i can't be bothered to go google like who said some bullshit about beyonce and yes the hive is forever they be on people ass whether beyonce want them to or not beyonce could forgive that person be in a picture with that person even her own husband they say fuck him too yeah like like having the niggas mad at jay-z is still mad about beyonce shit it's crazy I, i don't understand the rules so i try to stay away from all that but i don't have to join in either also people don't just flat out say i don't like her because then we gotta explain why we don't like her and then you gonna sound crazy well nigga that's why y'all is crazy it's okay we have all been crazy that's why i want people to admit it everybody can relate to the crazy everybody unless you just ain't human everybody got a person they see and they just they don't know the person Mm -mm, never met the person they just roll their fucking eyes like this nigga i'm that person for some people me too i'm sure of it they look oh this motherfucker right 
the rod you know what i'm saying like but i can they don't know but if they walked up to me i can actually understand they're like rod i just don't like you i'm like what do i do man i don't even know like i can't even really it's just i don't like i just don't fucking like you for mm-hmm. i don't have a good reason okay you might be a great guy just decided fuck you one day mm-hmm. i can actually relate i'm like yo i'll probably be like yo i'm like that with tyrese or whatever like mm-hmm. i pick my thing yep and i've had somebody say that to me in my face so i had to learn how to get over it yeah now i won't front if i don't like you that's why i say it because i don't want to explain so i'm the opposite you know what i'm saying well you like i don't like so and so and then people go why and then you be like let me explain i'm like i don't mm-hmm. gotta tell you shit Mm-mm. i don't like that nigga the end mm-hmm. <laughs> i could go yeah. crazy or we could just leave it like this yeah just 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 be straightforward yep just be straightforward with me because then i'll be like okay cool we don't fuck with each other cool yeah like i can't think of one off the top of my head but you know i'm sure there's somebody i'm just i feel that way about like look at their face uh, for me it was uh I tell her name up, um, Lena, um, Lena Dunham. Yes. Yeah, but she's given a lot of people reason to dislike her since then, but yeah, you was not liking her way before the hive started. Yeah, it, she, she was just, just the fucking up. Like I said, I, I, <laughs> I'm a lot better than I was before, you know, but it's still like you, she got a good side out. Yeah, everybody got one also people don't just well, say i don't oh yeah there are no real reasons to hate her the way we do but i can't lie i do enjoy the jokes and whatnot well nigga i enjoy the jokes well, yeah too. i'm here for the jokes too like that's i think there's always an assumption that because you don't agree with it you can't enjoy them jokes oh i enjoy them jokes i'll be like boy y'all petty today y'all on taylor ass what she do she woke up this morning oh oh i see you know i'm with the memes um <laughs> anywho i hope this wasn't too long just get my two cents keep doing what you do i love y'all alicia Thank thanks you. alicia and no it wasn't too long it was just fine anthony w says uh hey rod and karen uh i've been enjoying the show for about three years maybe longer after hearing a shout out from bomani jones on i think the evening jones or the right time hey the homie yes and i haven't stopped let many of my podcasts i listen to pile up but the blackout tips is most definitely not one of those i'm dropping this email to say rods rods the adventure of black adventures of black robin take had me dying at my desk this morning it is an all-time bit for anyone podcasting i would love that to be animated out yeah comedy doesn't matter that was gold yeah like if they would just let me write one skit for um robot chicken that would be mine that would be a good robot chicken skit uh this was gold i'm not an apple user but i'm taking my ass over to stitcher to drop them five stars and hopefully by the time you read this i'll also put my five on it because it's long overdue uh thank Aww, you thank you baby p.s i like the whole ship drop that y'all had on the carnival was also it also got me to almost spit out my coffee andrew w and the dub k thanks andrew thank you we appreciate you fam and uh yeah that uh that black robin thing i like sometimes i'll be thinking stuff that's funny before um before we do the show and i it just cracks me up you know little shit from our it's our own show so i know that's corny but uh, sometimes it's the little shit that makes me laugh oh yeah i make me laugh all the time like one thing i keep i keep fucking thinking ever since i said it i don't say it on the show that much but i just keep thinking in my head sometimes i'll be driving my car by myself and i just start cracking up to myself is uh the idea of someone with an english accent talking about do you want to smoke i don't know why <laughs> but that do you want to smoke bruv like that shit is good it's good to me 100 percent of the time that it'll cheers me right up 
just the, the I, I love those accents um <clears throat> for episode 1943 bradenton is pronounced uh is not pronounced how it's spelled is correct pronunciation bradenton what was the i or a y or something oh english language is so trash <laughs> uh i hollered oh i wish a motherfucker would spit on me because i didn't want to play into a racist role play i'm sorry but you couldn't tell me that white man hadn't shown signs of wanting that type of shit throughout their relationship oh yeah yeah oh oh, i see what it is okay i see you had to make it you had to make it that way Mm -hmm. hey listen i understand sometimes you just you as a black person (laughs) you just want to take the black person's side and but i'm gonna tell you right now that 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 woman might what have you found out she is the third member of um uh diamond and silk like what would you do oh no this oh, our no. Cu- this our cousin rayon and mm-hmm. rayon uh this her white boyfriend and he said i'm mm-hmm. not with the shit what is Di- this diamond silk and velvet she was she did <laughs> what if somebody i wonder if it's people doing diamond and silk sexual role play i bet that's the thing i bet when the republican convention comes to town it's gonna be a motherfucking oh god the Republican convention is coming to town this year. It is. Or 2020, I believe. In our town. I wonder if we're going to have diamond and silk prostitutes. Cause you know, they always talk about prostitution goes up and sex trafficking goes up mm-hmm. during the RNC. And I know they're like, oh, it's going to be a lot of gay people, escorts. And what if they have diamond and silk? If, like just other women that look like diamond and silk in them terrible wigs, mm-hmm. just walking around downtown. <laughs> And they're gonna blend in with everybody else. People are gonna be like, um, yeah, uh, uh I, I know somebody to get, get your weave hooked up, girl. Mm-mm, I'm not looking for you. Get away from me, coon. I'm just picturing them, uh, being on the corner, like, with the one leg out, trying to, like, be like, who's looking for some of the diamond and silk loving tonight? Hey, my name is Polyester. You know what I'm saying? I really love. Yes, Polyester! I really love to, you know, stump for your president, if you know what I'm saying. Let me hop in the back of this limo real quick, Mitch McConnell uh <laughs> uh love the show you folks help me keep my feet planted in reality and give me a new perspective to look at things y'all are a breath of fresh air when it comes to the woke olympics on social media and the hypocrisies of the ones participating everybody wants equality but don't want to be fair yo come on i don't remember if i mentioned that part or not but yeah seeing activists that got accused of being sellouts and used by the man talk about jay-z was such a like head trip to me and seeing people retweet and be like mm-hmm. i'm like nigga y'all just retweeting the people saying they shouldn't be at these tables you know it's boy there's no it's literally the morals of the moment dog everything yep uh i try my best i'm not always successful but i try my best to be like how am i gonna feel about this shit forever not i'm mad and then 48 hours later i'm like i don't even agree with the shit i just said you know i hope to try to do a bet a better i try to filter through yeah, yeah i want to do a better representation of myself than than that um i'm not always successful though it happens to all of us same kiki says oh shit never mind i just relisted a part of the interracial couple and yeah fuck that woman for trying to get that man to do that sick shit she still did deserve to get spit on spit is considered a weapon in the state of florida weaponizing the one's body fluids oh it's definitely assault race play is disgusting and racist i'm team kink shame when it comes to gross kinks like that and anybody who has a problem can take a straw and suck my ass is that a kink i don't uh, that might be i don't know what the <laughs> uh, it might be I, 
i don't know i like how she waited till uh she she started right then and then she listed the rest of the stories like oh she was cooning my bad y'all it was it was uh polyester and she was down with some with some clown <clears throat> for the feedback episode 18 17 19 you two are awesome sauce uh this is uh katanya who says dear lady karen and sir roderick thank you too for much for such an awesome and engaging podcast at first when i was introduced to you two through hbo vice piece on uh on a game of thrones and hey. thrones ahead of the last season of game of thrones i started only listening to you two once a week however since the beginning of july 2019 i became a daily listener pretty much as soon as i look at my phone in the morning i refresh apple podcast app in hopes of seeing a new episode my position at my last place of employment ended june 28th so you two have really been helping me get through this time of unemployment and the process of searching for a new job oh we've been there baby girl listen okay i loved uh keith and the girl down that was my podcast i used to listen to it at my job and i got laid off and like when you get laid off like this is one thing you had to give cabinet props for this nigga wake up at five in the morning and work out every day and he ain't had a job in three years um when i got laid off whole routine gone i was sleeping in the noon about three days and i was like fuck life what is this you know what i mean like i was like nigga just i like if people talk about like i'm laid off i could go play video games i was it was just sad to me because i'm like i didn't do anything wrong right you know it's different between when you get laid off and you don't get like fired at least you have a thing when you're like well nigga i was fucking up so they they knew what they had to do but with me it's like yo i didn't do nothing wrong and one of the things that provided me normalcy was the fact that this podcast is coming out five days a week um i was also premium so i had their premium shows too mm-hmm. and you know i would go you know on the internet job searching and you know i it will it helped me kind of stay sane and stay like with a sense of normalcy because this is what i used to do at my job i sit at my desk listen to the podcast do my work you know stuff like that mm-hmm. and so now I'm at home sitting at a desk looking for a job for an hour or so a day putting this stuff in my you know putting the headphones in catching up and you know laughing uh hearing the, the news of the day hearing what's going on with their lives and uh i'll be forever grateful for that you know and, and they was the only like that was a bill i did not cut off during that time i was like mm, we did not y'all can have my 15 dollars a month because mm-hmm. i believe what they were doing that service was so valuable they don't even know it you know right. so, uh, so we understand when people be like the mother bills but i keep that bill we feel you because yeah. it is a bill but but not just the bill i'm talking about just listening to us night like you don't have to be premium or anything i'm just mm. just the fact that you have something to listen to they go yo i was doing this at work now i'm doing this at home mm-hmm. in my car running right. errands it's i don't know it just it, it made me not feel like i was in my head or by myself all the time because you know life goes on everybody else normally got jobs so you don't see these motherfuckers they out at work and now your ass is in Come that on. house every day for however much time like it really did help man mm-hmm. so I'm glad to get to you particularly if you let the job define you yeah i'm glad to be of some help even if you don't let it define you i've never let a job define me and i didn't think i was one of these people but i was so i felt so un un unvalued i know it's not a word right. i said valueless i felt so right. valueless without right. a job like like 
i didn't let a job define me but i did let the idea of having a job define me correct i let work define me like, right let work if more than a job let work right so i i really was uh i really like i said man i'm glad we could if we if just anything like that then i'm glad you you, you enjoy you know still enjoying the show mm-hmm. thank you so much for inviting us to your thinking process and how you navigate life situations in the news cycle it's really great to hear the nuance and your thoughts and opinions and how you arrive at them by doing this i think you're showing us all that it's okay to change one's mind and that one does not need to stick to a previously held point of view and fear of being called fake as well thanks for letting us into your mind on how it works especially in regards to off-the-cuff comments example in episode 1929 where i made a off-the-cuff confident about the seventh day adventist sda religion being a cult when i left a voicemail on the feedback episode 1939 stating the sda is not a cult sir roderick explained he didn't mean any harm and that he doesn't think highly of organized religions in general yes yeah, all cults just some got more members some don't no, no you know it's just my opinion <laughs> i know that sounds very insulting to some people that like but hey you know as somebody that don't believe in any of these religions um yeah like it's just some cults got um billion members and some got you know 200 and it just seemed to be a lot of judgment i still don't know why scientology well i know now because i've seen the document well actually no i'm gonna take that back i don't know why scientology is considered so much worse than the other religions i mean they probably have had less time to do as much dirt as some of the other shit yeah it's not they're not as old either. they ain't got hundreds of bodies of bones buried under the vatican and shit like Child. just all perspective uh thanks so much for providing a safe space for all of us your listeners to take chances and grow i wouldn't call it safe but you know <laughs> i'm glad y'all feel such i listen to quite a few podcasts however i've never left voicemails for any of them oh wow your podcast is the first one that i've left a couple voicemails for in case you re- need reminded i was the one last week that was so nervous i said little richie instead of little richard uh i almost named the episode that but i was like if she feels self-conscious about that then Yum. it might feel like we're picking on her but Great. i just thought it was adorable it was cute left four voicemails instead of one thanks for your patience and i will work on this so i can get my message down to two minutes hey it's it's, it's stressful man mm-hmm yeah go by fast <laughs> mm-hmm we definitely have uh i used to call radio shows and leave voicemails for shows that i liked and yeah man you got like i had to be focused i had to write a list now that's what i used to do <clears throat> i took my shit serious I'm, i had a little clock up in the corner i was looking at it mm-hmm uh question how did you come up with the name of your podcast uh so we had i had a blog called the black guy who tips dot tumblr or some shit or dot i forget it wasn't even tumblr it was mm-hmm. something else. that was a full tumblr blogspot it was blogspot um it's defunct now i think i deleted everything but i used to just write these uh i've always kind of been funny and i've always been creative and i've always i actually used to write a lot more um and like i used to write poetry and all this stuff but then i just started writing like comedy stuff and i write skits rap parodies uh like you know and i used to just pass them around to my friends and emails and stuff and they're like you should start a blog you know i still remember some of them like the 10 weed commandments and shit like that and um so i was like all right if y'all read it i'll go ahead and write it so i've made the black out test blog and i wrote i came up with that name because they always say that we don't tip me and karen were waitresses wait, wait a waiter and a waitress we wait wait staff we were waiters 
i don't know we were we were waitresses why the why the men always get to be multiple plural right right we were waitresses okay and uh we used to wait tables and stuff and the thing i noticed was uh the people i work with they didn't like sitting the black tables they didn't mm-hmm. like to to do to be a wait to wait on them and they would give them away yeah me, me and roger go out to eat sometimes we can tell when they give us away because it takes forever for them to come to the table yeah so i don't tell. want that table yes yeah, so you can tell they back there do, doing um rock paper scissors to decide if they want us right and uh i i didn't know it was racist at first so i just used to be like oh wow everybody's giving me their tables it's mm-hmm. so cool or they'd be like i'll trade you you get this table and then to get another one later or whatever and um i used to be like cool and what they were really saying was these black people aren't gonna tip me correct now i never had an issue getting tips from black people Mm-mm. but i also ne- also didn't come over with the racist thought in my mind that i wasn't getting the tip so you know i think it's kind of self-fulfilling prophecy at that point i'm gonna give you shitty service and then go you ain't gonna tip me anyway right you know um and so when people say like black people don't tip and i don't know if they still say that a lot but they used to say it definitely a lot and there was a lot of jokes and shit about it even on the radio show here on the sports show they made jokes about it and shit during the ciaa which decided not to be in charlotte anymore and now they begging for that money but fuck y'all right um i'm glad they left i mean i hate to be like that mm-hmm. i know charlotte left money but fuck the fuck, fuck them. them yes so um so anyway so the the uh black people um don't tip thing i would be like well the, i don't think it's true i worked in the in this game i think black people don't tip when they feel like they're getting shitty service but nobody does that's not right i think we get shittier service than white people um and so uh i said okay well i'll be the black guy who tips y'all now y'all can't say no black people tip i do so you know at least one the uh, now the goal isn't to be like there's only one it's nigga you know at least one so stop saying that racist bullshit come on anyway that's how the, the title started was when we started the podcast karen i came to karen like yo we should do a podcast i want you to be my co-host she's like you sure and i'm like yes you're gonna be great and she's like, like i don't, I don't know. know about this right i don't know and i said you know we call it something you know we had to come up with a name and she was like well you should call we should just call it the blackout tips because if i'm not good you can get another host and that's really why we got this name <laughs> and it's not called the roddy karen show yeah which i mean i guess in hindsight blackout tips is a better name than what i would have come up with which probably would have been rod and karen or some shit and <laughs> with some generic yeah would have had the most like generic ass name and people like when they google search black in podcast they, they would have never found us they would have never found and, us and this because we didn't know that that's how people were finding us the people yeah. were like yeah i just went in and typed black and you okay you came up yeah so that's how the name got happened and mm-hmm. it just stuck and it's catchy and honestly it's kind of a litmus test i find like if you're okay with the name you're probably okay with our sense of humor and correct if you're not okay with the name you probably are one of the people that assumes the worst out of shit all the time and you don't need to be listening to this Mm -mm. you know like you take shit a little too serious so all right uh by the way karen your jokes and comedic timing have been on point this week Yay! best regards uh thank you and uh yeah i saw your ps and uh i i don't um listen to that podcast but i don't i don't even know where i heard the term uh the shade of it all from but um no it wasn't from that i i I don't watch drag race and that's not like a like homophobic choice i just i just never have watched uh drag race and i don't like reality tv show competitions so 
uh (laughs) all right now i do have to make this joke ashley this is our last email and ashley i don't want you to be upset but it's so funny to me in such a uh, black way so the title of this email is jacaris a million but it's not drug cars d-r-a-c not drug cars like like game of thrones Mm -hmm. it's jacaris j-a-c a like and that sounds like a running back for like oklahoma don't it jacaris jacaris jenkins (laughs) jacaris jenkins linebacker mississippi state jacaris walker (laughs) jacaris johnson jacaris you know he used to play quarterback for the uh, raiders back in uh 95 oh i like that name i like it it might be the title of the episode jacaris uh <laughs> good morning Ryder care let me start by saying i absolutely love your show i've been listening a little over a year now been in love since the first episode your show has me laughing even well after the show has ended i tell everyone i encounter about the show even my uber drivers cashiers bartenders and all wow spread the word thank you baby i started my morning walks by listening to your show singing the tunes and responding as if i was there listening live i ordered my merch so that i could celebrate oh your wedding anniversary september 2nd and ordered my shirt early so i could start repping early for the big day hey oh that's sweet don't forget y'all blackout tuesday september 2nd coming up soon come on go to tpublic.com order you some merch if you want to rock it we all wearing blackout tip stuff that day go out the house yeah and, and the search tag tbgwt and our uh page will pop right on up for you nigga and it's not just shirts y'all it's all types of stuff yeah tpublic.com um uh well then when i arrived home and discovered oh i got okay i got to receive the text my shirt was delivered and excited to try it home try it on at home then i received when i received well when i received uh oh wait okay so you got the text okay you went home but when i arrived home and discovered some mofo stole my package oh jacaris 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 i hope that i hope the thief at least checks out your podcast and enjoy the show <laughs> as some shot of remorse runs through their body when they realize they stole from a dope fan just trying to rep for their favorite podcasters wow oh, i hate that happen did you contact them baby about your shirt yeah uh hit up their customer service they will mm-hmm. send you another one right um uh tbgwt fan watch your packages and rep for me though i would not be able to anyways i love you both sadly i'll be spending some time this morning filing a missing package report hugs and kisses your second biggest fan oh thank you i'm so sorry to hear that yeah Mm -hmm. email them they they are uh they know us over there they're Mm -hmm. very nice and um customer service is excellent yeah they will send you a um send they would typically send you some type of replacement or something man damn that's terrible all right that's it guys we appreciate y'all and um yeah we'll talk to you guys soon uh tomorrow uh probably um until then i love you i love you too